welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season five, episode eight, Hotel New Hampshire. Um, of course, this is based on the title of John Irving's novel, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend, mm-hmm. called Hotel New Hampshire. And um, I love John Irving, and that man has the most beautiful blue eyes I've ever seen in my life, just to <laughs> let y'all know. Um, I don't know. Are we going to say it? I guess. This is it, guys. I know. We're here. <laughs> I can't believe it. This is the first one we watched together. This is the episode that started our friendship. Yeah, I didn't know if you're going to put in the history's mysteries. It's the most important. I mean, the most important. It is. This week. It is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in. Um, so, written by Diego Gutierrez, who has written for Without a Trace and the From, From Dusk Till Dawn TV series huh. and a TV series called Monarca, among others. Huh. Uh, written by Lev L. Spiro who we've had before. Mm-hmm. This originally aired on November 28th, 2001, which means this was the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, so description from Wikipedia. Nora approaches Jen at the radio station and asks if Charlie has also been writing Jen lovesick letters, begging her to take him back. Parentheses. He hasn't. <laughs> Those are That's a heartbreaking parentheses. I know. Parenthetical. Um, to break her out of her funk, Dawson takes her on a road trip to a small film festival in Hooksett, New Hampshire, where his documentary about Mr. Brooks, submitted by Mitch on Dawson's behalf, has won the grand prize. His main competition is Oliver Churchick, who has won the festival three years running and who starts off assuming Dawson a, quote, Hollywood slickster. <laughs> However, over the course of the festival, the two come to appreciate each other's work, and Oliver informs Dawson of a visual arts college in Boston, which he attends and which Dawson could enroll in. Jack brings Joey and Audrey to a frat party under false pretenses, believing Audrey promiscuous enough to help his brother get laid. He apologizes the next day. Pacey takes Karen on a non-romantic date, but it culminates in the two of them having sex, which Pacey realizes was actually Karen's way of getting back at Danny for, quote, abandoning her for his wife. Karen quits her job at the restaurant and heads off for a new start. Finally, Dawson and Jen are amused to have been assigned the honeymoon suite at the Hookset Hotel, but Dawson ends up losing his virginity to Jen, and they decide to give their romance another try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. My history's mysteries. November 27th, 2001, a hydrogen atmosphere is discovered on the extrasolar planet Osiris mm-hmm. by the Hubble Space Telescope, the first atmosphere detected on an extrasolar planet. Cool. November 28th, 2001, Aaron and Julia watch <laughs> Dawson's Creek. <laughs> season five episode together for the first time (laughs) together for the first time definitely not the last yeah (laughs) november 29th 2001 english musician singer songwriter music and film producer and former beatle george harrison dies of lung cancer in los angeles november 30th 2001 gary ridgeway aka the green river killer is arrested outside the truck factory where he had worked in renton washington His arrest marks the end of one of the longest-running homicide investigations in U.S. history. He was eventually convicted of 49 and confessed to 71 murders, making him the second most prolific serial killer in the U.S. after Sam Little. Hmm. 
Gosh, you wonder how many like people were wrongfully convicted because of him. Or how many women died that they don't know about. Yeah. He killed mostly prostitutes. Mm. I'm sorry, sex workers. Mm. Um, and uh, so um, police didn't really care about that. Still kind of mm. don't. Um, December 1, 2001, the last Transworld Airlines or TWA flight mm. lands at St. Louis International Airport following TWA's purchase by American Airlines. December 2nd, 2001, Enron files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection <laughs> five days after Dinegy cancels a $8.4 billion buyout bid. Enron's bankruptcy becomes the largest in U.S. history. Hmm. December 3rd, 2001, officials announced that one of the Taliban prisoners captured after the prison uprising at Mazar-e-Sharif, Afghanistan, is John Walker Lind, an American citizen. Hmm. Uh, number one movie is still Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh. Yeah. Number one song is Once Again Family Affair wow. by Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Nice. My girl Mary J. Like, had I mean, it. I knew that was like a moment, yeah. but like, wow. Had it locked up for a yeah. while. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, at number 10, we have Emotion by Destiny's Child. Right. Mm -hmm. um, happy belated 40th to the Queen of America, Beyonce. I know. Mm -hmm. Gosh. I mean, queen. a queen. At number 15, we have It's Been a While by Stain. <laughs> they made a comeback? It, it's been just like floating around, yeah. man. Yeah, a lot of these have been on there for a long time. Yeah, because I thought I definitely remember that in high school. Yeah. Um, at number 45, we have Faith Evans with Gets No Love. Um, love me some Faith Evans. Oof. Number 48, we have Love by George Strait, which is a great long um, at number 51, we have the classic Izzo, H-O-V-A, by J.V. Oh, yeah. to the Izzo. Yeah, love that song. Love that song. <laughs> <laughs> and at number 81, we have the alternative jam, Control, by Puddle of Mud, which is like, I'm sure I know it, you do know it, I promise yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I promise yeah, you yeah I, I'm sure I do, yeah. Um, okay, so we... Oh, wait, I have one okay thing um this is from last week uh someone named Catherine. she is like a let me get it verbiage right she is a trust and estate attorney okay so she says that um california is a community property state and there's only a handful of those and okay. they're most in the west and the midwest so what we were saying was correct that like if you're married it's community property and then you can like your inheritance is excluded but most states massachusetts included are not community property states so spouses can continue to own things independently um and uh and then you can leave that to anyone and he said in the show or sorry she said in the show the lawyer said that mitch had a living trust with a living trust that the trust takes title or ownership of to the property and gives control to a trustee distributing any income or assets. It's a way to try and avoid probate on someone's death. Mm -hmm. Typically, it makes sense when there is a previous marriage or a complicated estate assets, like an interest that is closely held in interest in a closely held business. Mm. But with Mitch, he seemed like a regular guy with a house car and maybe some inherited money. So, most realistically, he would have had a will like anyone else. A living in trust could also provide who gets the assets upon the donor's death. In this case, 
we would assume Mitch created a trust or maybe his dead parents. I guess the conceit is that Mitch had Gail and Dawson as beneficiaries, but not Lily. This is unusual because in most estate planning documents, wills, trusts, etc., you would never name children individually, but use the more generic term of issue so that you wouldn't have to keep amending when more kids are born. Oh, Again, this is a strange plot device, to say the least, but in the end, I think Lily, Lily Larry will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, thank Catherine. you so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Catherine. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, also, just so you guys know, we have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much to those of you who signed up for it. So exciting. Yeah. We're really excited. Um, don't feel like you have to. Like, we're, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting this uh, these episodes no matter what. Yeah. Um. But, you know, we have some extra things going on there. And, um, yeah, so you can sign up for that at patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique, just yeah. so you guys know. Um, and like I said, don't feel pressure to do it. But, yeah, we appreciate those of you who have. That's really yeah, s- and nice we'll of probably you. probably have a few days after this one drops, we'll have, like, a little special where we talk about watching yeah. this episode for the first time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um so yeah, this episode began our friendship, mm-hmm. um, and this podcast, and this podcast, in yeah, some ways, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we knew each other before it, but yeah, it began. I mean, we as of like basically this week, yeah. Oh my god, we've been friends. We've known each other for twenty years. I know, yeah. And we're talking about the episode That's that so wild. started our friendship twenty years ago. I know. <laughs> and also, like, Paula Cole is back. And was it like the oh Dawson's God. Creek gods were smiling on us? And we're like, I no, know. these episodes need to be pure. This like, is when, like, this is going to all align yeah. for you. <laughs> the stars will align. I'll take it. I know. Um, we've needed some alignment yeah. lately. <laughs> Not to sound too California. Um, okay, so we open on Pacey's boat. I know. And him and Dawson are just, like, hanging out having a chat it's amazing amazing i really like it and like while we like kind of have complained about some friendships not feeling earned like i kind of like do feel like this one kind of makes sense you know like like they're like catching up with each other legitimately it's not superficial but like i think after like you know coda when dawson was like you know i'm proud of you mm-hmm. and then um you know when dawson got drunk at the boat party and he's like this is my oldest friend yeah yeah, yeah. like they've kind of reconciled that they probably won't be best friends their friendship has changed yes mm-hmm. yes and like they both seem okay with that that's it's almost adult. I know. One might say. I know. It's so <laughs> awesome. And like, yeah, we're definitely going to see a lot of that's what this episode's kind of about like friendships yeah. changing and yeah. like um and this up I I can't believe the sheer luck we had that this was the first episode we watched I mean, together girl. because we probably wouldn't have continued if like it had been another one. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> this is a great episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially like if you consider the last one we saw was Coda. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's a big leap up. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're shooting the shit and like, you know, Pacey's just kinda like, How are you doing, man? Like Yeah, he literally is like, What's going on with you? Yeah, and you're yeah. like, Oh my god, I love this. Like, you know. Yeah. And it's not like a like a Joey baby voice of like, It's okay. Yeah. Are you sad? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like a yeah. Let's catch up. You know, and and Dawson's just like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, yeah. and he's like, But I know USC's off the table, and Pacey's like. Oh, okay. Like, totally supportive. Yeah, and he's like, dude, like, life just threw you this huge curveball. Like, 
And he like Pacey just like gasses him up. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, you before you know it, you're gonna be back in the saddle doing your thing. And like in the meantime, you've come to the right place because I have a handle on how to be directionless. Yeah. I spent four years in high school being totally directionless. Mm-hmm. And like, here you are here, you know, Look I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need? And then Dawson gasses Pacia. Yeah. He's like, you're doing awesome. Yeah, he's like, like maybe last year, but like, like you're fine where now. you are now, like you're in a good place and this is really cool, you know? And like, yeah. and Pacey's like, yeah, you know, I just really love the restaurant. Like, yeah. I like what I've, I'm doing right now. Yeah, totally. And he's like, ah, oh, but there's like a weird, you know, kitchen situation. With drama. The, this drama with, the, you know. This... There's always restaurant drama. Yeah. I mean, totally. legit. Totally. <laughs> and he kind of mentions like about Karen and Dawson's like, oh, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. And Pacey's like, no, no, like, no, no, no. You don't, I don't need that. You don't need that. Yeah. I don't want to bother you with this. I don't yeah. want to trouble, you know, you you're you've got too much going on you know and Dawson like he's definitely hurt by this yeah and like again this is one of those moments when you're like sea riders like you could not say something but like we need to know what's going on I mean my thing was like it kind of gave me a little bit I was glad they did this so it's not just Joey being weird yeah yeah. like because I was like you know all of his friends don't know what to do right Mm -hmm. like and so you know even though Pacey like seems to be doing kind of better not that it's a competition but like better than joey is right at at being there for dawson like he's still kind of like no 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 you don't need that you don't need that and it's like yeah people don't know what to do right people don't know how to be there for people and like you know on the one hand pacey's kind of like i'm no no we have a line we don't cross and it's about girls that i want to sleep with (laughs) (laughs) so like i'm not ready yet you know so it's like hard to know like whether Pacey's really on that level of like I don't want to bother you or yeah. like we have a tentative friendship I don't need to bring back anything yeah that totally. like might open up some angry eyes you know so totally it's like one of those things where like you don't even know if maybe Pacey's like I don't want to tell you because your dad died or or like I don't want to tell you because you're a virgin or right. you will moralize me or whatever like you know trauma we have within our own friendship but you get the takeaway of how Dawson feels totally. and that's like a rare occasion I feel absolutely <laughs> and like again it's like what we I've been saying where it's like whenever Joey and Dawson are on screen I'm like what is happening no yeah but we like don't you know what anyone's see feeling two, this pairing and you're like got it got it yeah you know? I, I get what's happening yeah and and you kind of almost wonder if, like, because of, like, the way the trajectory of was season four, that's why there was, like, such weirdness with Dawson. Because, like, he just can, like, he can act with the other characters better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dawson says to Pacey, for what it's worth, like, the Pacey I know would help, would, like, figure out how to help this girl. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what the drama actually is. Yeah. Which is, like, actually a really nice thing to say. Yeah, it's totally sweet. And then we get Paula Cole. And the opening credits. And I was like, there she is. It's so amazing. I I often wonder, like, what my next door neighbors think. Because, like, my walls are, like, not that thin. But, like, you can uh-huh. sometimes hear other people's TVs. Okay. And I'm like, there's no doubt when you hear this song what you're fucking watching. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's interesting because so many people, like, have come to this show not, like, with Run Like Mad. I know. So, like, I wonder how it feels for them. I I kind of do, and also I'm like, this is the right one, so I, I don't care. <laughs> but that must feel complete. Must feel no, complete. Totally. You must like <laughs> totally, totally. Like everything in the world is right again. Yeah. <laughs> 
So then we go to Grams's house and Joey and Jen are studying together. Oh my god. I'm in love with this. This episode's so good. I know. It gives us everything we it want. It really does. Yeah. Like, like legit. Oh my gosh. And Jen's like nodding off and is like, I need a study break. Yeah. And I peeped on what book she was reading and it was Nietzsche. Oh. And I was like, yeah, girl. Fair. I hear that. I hear Ugh. that. <laughs> and Joey's like, where's Jack? You know? Yeah, yeah. And Jen kind of gets into like how she's like not stoked on frat Jack, you know? Yeah. And like we're kind of like left with like, is Jen being judgmental? You know? Or yeah. like what? Like, you know, obviously that's what we're going to get to later in the episode. But mm-hmm. it's like is Jen just like are we supposed to be like Jen's just a feminist you know or is she or is it I hear that that is a thing that definitely would be said but there's also like a part of me that's like or is she just like he's branching out and I'm kind of like salty about it Mm -hmm. and like being shitty yeah you know and like I don't think that my queen Jen could do that but also like she's human so she could yeah totally totally (laughs) and Joey's like Joey's like, oh, so I guess like that's why I have to go to this fucking winter formal thing. <laughs> um, and is this where we got the idea for the prom that you threw that you guys threw in college? Maybe. Like, I don't know. Our other friend from college asked about that. And I yeah. was like, how did that come to be? I, I don't it remember. must have been this. Aaron right? in their dorm room threw a prom. Yeah. Um, towards the end of our freshman year. Yeah, it was like around prom time and we all got dressed up in prom dresses and yeah. drank like the most insane jungle juice. <laughs> oh my god, it had 151 in it. Like I canned like, pineapples. I, oh my god. It, and we, we we borrowed my mom's um like crystal punch bowl. Punch bowl. <laughs> I don't know why she has that. I didn't even know we <laughs> I don't know owned why it. She lent it to us. <laughs> I don't know why she lent it to a bunch of college freshmen. <laughs> we did not break it. We didn't. But we <sighs> I remember, I still remember the hangover the next morning that I had. That's how wild that jungle juice was. Yeah. So Joey's like, you know, oh yeah. So Jack like wouldn't dream of asking you to this caveman party. So like now I have to go. And Jen's like, I, you know, I feel for you watching Jack be a frat dude is like, doesn't seem like a good time yeah. to me. <laughs> and Joey kind of like. She's like, come on, Jen. It's like, it's not going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. And Jen's just like, Grams has some prescription drugs that will help you get through if you need it. And I was like, wow. We really were just like starting to offer people prescriptions back yeah, then. for real. Left, right, and center. Yeah. It shows now. but Yeah. Although I will say my grandmother's been doing that since like the 1960s. So <laughs> just like sending people Valium in the mail. Right. That's her, her jam. <laughs> so... Jen then pivots or Joey Joey pivots pivots the the conversation conversation. and she's like um so how's Dawson yeah and Jen just like lights up she's like you're asking me about Dawson and Joey's like look I haven't like seen him for a while and I know you guys hang out and like you know I just want to know that he's like okay like she's she's like not being shitty about it. She's no. like, no, I really just want to know that he's okay. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, and you wish that we could have had this, this. Jen and Joey like Forever. season two, three, four, yeah, yeah, five, six. You Fine. know, yeah, um, because this is amazing. Cause, you know, because Jen softens so much, and yeah. it's just like he's doing a lot better, and he she like legit just breaks it down she's like he's seeing seeing a shrink shrink, and he's like gonna be fine and joey's like thank you like that's what i needed to hear Mm -hmm. and then joey actually gets like super vulnerable to jen yeah 
And she's like, you know, it, it has been hard for me to be not be the one to see him through this. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's like I can finally admit that like it's like okay, and like I actually feel kind of okay about that. Mm-hmm. And like, you and, know, like, she's like. And I like I don't know how to say that without being a jerk, you know. Yeah. And Jen, you can kind of see where she's like, "No, I'm not taking this as mean, Joey. Yeah. That we're like in competition." She's like, "You're not being a jerk, like you know." Yeah. And like, and I totally understand. And Joey's like, "You know, I just can't think of a better person for him than you." Yeah, to be there for him to get him through this, mm-hmm. and like she's so glad and. Michelle Williams at this moment would like to remind you that she has been nominated for four Oscars, four BAFTAs, six Golden Globes, two of which she has won. She has won one Emmy, been nominated for seven SAG Awards, one of which she's won, and has been nominated for a Tony, among others, because literally a fucking lifetime of emotion crosses her face in 0.5 seconds. I know. The entirety of Jen and Joey's relationship passes through Michelle Williams in a split second and it is it's everything it's everything (laughs) it's fucking amazing i was just like oh my god i want to bottle that like this face that she makes it's so good and you see it all i know i mean this whole scene you do because like she's like she's sad for joey that joey's grieving this bad best friendship Mm -hmm. and she's like and like kind of because of me you know or like I'm like involved involved in in this you know but I also don't want to take that on and be my thing because we're here all to make Dawson feel better you know and we also have a history of Mm -hmm. like getting all up on each other Mm -hmm. about this guy and like Joey has a history of being wild to me sure and I don't want to rock any boats (laughs) you know PTSD from that situation yeah Yeah. like you know and yeah Yeah. so I love this amazing like you're just like okay great like they can be vulnerable and friends this is amazing why couldn't we have gotten this longer well and my note exactly i was like these two together i fucking love them Mm -hmm. i think michelle williams brings out kate like the the great actress in katie i totally agree and i think like once again i just am shaking my fist at the powers that be at the wb who like made these two like fight i know and i actually don't think it's the writers i think it's even higher up that chain yeah yeah, yeah. like i think the writers you know had parameters that they had to work within yeah um but like what i wouldn't give to have a show about these two taking over the world with nikki green andy nora and audrey i know for real can you imagine Yeah, Pacey can come in and jack sometimes, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at the frat house, we're just going to start right off with some just real homophobia. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like... Homophobia, transphobia, maybe a little bit? I Maybe. Like, just some I, I don't know. Wildness. And it's, like, weird because Jack is, like, eating it up. He's like, I fit in. What the fuck? <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Like, it's really hard to watch. Yeah, because this guy, Brad, says... I called him Brad. Sorry, that's not his name. I named him Brad. Yeah, might as well be. Um, He says, and I quote, simmer down, ladies. Pause. No offense, Jack. You know, because gay men are women. (laughs) And being a woman is an insult to to a man. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my note also was being gay at a frat, being the only gay guy at this frat seems like a real fun time. 
Yeah, because then he also gets into like the, you know, chat or whatever, gets into this event that they're throwing, like the winter formal yeah. and like just all the work they have to do. And then he's like, and then the goal is to get everyone laid. And you're like, well, who's fighting the, the queers then? Like, how's Jack? Yeah, is get Jack laid? getting laid? Like, are you worried about him too? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Or I, like, he doesn't have any sexuality. He just is like, yeah, Jack you know? doesn't get to get yeah, laid. Like, yeah, all the rest of y'all do. Yeah. And he, Brad, or Brad, Chad, whatever the fuck he mm-hmm. is, whoever his name is, goes on to say that they should all be hooked up with a date, but those without one, there's a list. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and we need all these decent looking, yeah. quote, decent looking honeys ready to put out. And I just called all of these men future Brett Kavanaugh's mm-hmm. all just starting shouting women's names, names out. Shudder. I mean, this is the this is the rapiest we've seen this show be in a while. Yeah, since like Chris Wolf. Oh God, yeah. So some other dude looks at Jack and is like, "What about those fine ass Worthington (laughs) chicks you hang out with?" And Jack's like a little uncomfortable, seemingly Mm -hmm. at first, and his his these like guys are like, "Come on, we know you have hot friends, and like you don't want to have sex with them." And like, it's like, okay, but I don't want you to just fuck them over either. (laughs) There's that. There's that too. (laughs) But like, you know, Jack kind of gets caught up in the like frat dude energy. Yeah. The like like, bromance of it all. Yeah, totally. Which is like obviously fascinating to watch if, you know, however cringeworthy. Sure. And Jack's like, actually, I do have someone in mind. Yeah, and my, I mean, my thing is just, like, never let anyone tell you that gay men, particularly cis white gay men, mm-hmm. cannot uphold the patriarchy, because here we are. I couldn't agree more. And this, so this man with truly unfortunate facial hair um, says that he has dibs on whoever Jack yeah. has. <laughs> um, I also looked him up on IMDb, because he looked familiar. Yeah, I've seen him and stuff. His his character name is Eric, and he's going to come back yeah, like, yeah, quite yeah. a bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had kind of forgotten that. Oh no! I, I mean, now I remember. Him. Like yeah. after I looked him up, and I was like, "Oh, he's on like um, like yeah. seven episodes." I was like, yeah. "Oh right, I think I remember what happens." And he's played by Ryan Biddle, who played Todd in Sweet Valley High. That's where I knew him from. Yeah. I remember watching this episode and being like, "No, I knew who that guy was." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so like all these frat boys cheer that Eric's gonna get laid or something. I don't know. I hate it. I Thanks. hate it too. Yeah. Speaking of storylines, I hate. Yep. Pacey knocks on Karen's door. Okay, hold up. One of our listeners, Meredith, emailed us and said that's Doug's apartment. <gasps> oh my god, it totally. <laughs> and I was like, God, that looks like a great apartment. <laughs> I was like, how's Karen affording this apartment in Boston on a waitress salary? <sighs> good, good call. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he knocks on Karen's door and just starts talking about how. What he's going to say is wild, but he can't watch her hurting anymore, and he's here to ask her out. And she's like, I cannot go on a date with you. Yeah. And he's like, no, come on. I need to show you what a good guy is. Like, you know, I want you to see this. And she's like, I cannot go out with you (laughs) on a date. 
How many times does this woman have to say no to you? What the fuck is happening? And he's like, He no. keeps pushing, yeah. No, no, no. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a date. It can be, like, it'll just be a really good time completely platonic. Yeah. Like, you need a break from your relationship. I'll wear clean socks and leave the kinky underwear at home, which I have some questions about. Me too. Go and- on. <laughs> what does that look like? <laughs> and he says, maybe I'll even wear cologne. And then, like... Karen seems to laugh the laugh of a woman who is not sure what this man in front of her is trying to do and like not sure how worried she should be about what's happening in front of her. Yeah. Like, and she's, she's got like that laugh definitely down doing the calculation of like, which is more dangerous going out with him or saying no, or not going out with him. Yeah. Uh huh. And she's like, okay, like, I guess we can do a friendly outing on the town. And he's like, all right, yeah. And he it's funny because the way Joshua Jackson smiles, you can tell, like, he hates this storyline. <laughs> and I mean, like, fair, totally. Yeah. And, like, I do think he does the best he can with it. Yeah. But it is a truly heinous storyline. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So then we go to Dawson's therapy, and he's uh-huh. telling his therapist about how his friends keep not wanting to burden him mm-hmm. with their problems, but it's been two months, and everything's, like, just holding stuff back yeah like he is a fragile and breakable and he's like you know it makes it kind of hard for me to like move on Mm -hmm. and she's like well have you told him that i mean this is the best depiction of a therapist we've seen i couldn't agree more (laughs) i was like legitimately my therapist told me that on wednesday (laughs) yeah i mean obviously this is definitely your coping skills that need to be established with a therapist um sure and like uh yeah she's like have you told him and he's like yeah and she's like who and he's like Okay. Um, yeah. I didn't really say that. <laughs> and it's like awesome because, like I've said, like she's already in the first time been like, "What are your expectations? Let's talk about this." And then this is like, "No, no, no you don't need to read someone's face." Right. You, that's you haven't not, said anything. You haven't said anything. That's not a healthy like mm-hmm. way to go about things, mm-hmm. you know. And I love this for him. Same, same. Yeah. And she asked him about the film festival um, that his dad submitted him to, and Dawson's like, you know, I, I hadn't planned on going. And she's like, well, maybe you should. Yeah. Like get out of town, town, clear your mind. Like maybe take one of your friends who you're like feeling a little bit estranged from. Like I know. Maybe that'll help. So. So then we go to Jen at her radio show mm-hmm. and she's sad and she, she dedicates a song to the souls out there surviving a heartbreak. And the song we're supposed to get is called Ride by Liz Fair because Jen has my entire heart and soul. <laughs> totally. And we see, like, Nora at the window, and Jen's, like, so stoked. And you're like, hell yeah. Like, I Jen's love this. Jen's got a friend. Jen's I got know. a new friend. And, like, you They've know. been hanging out. They hug each other, mm-hmm. and they're, like, totally, like, chill. And sh- Jen's like, oh, Charlie isn't here today. Like, don't worry about him. Yeah. And Jen's like, but even if he were, like, it wouldn't matter. Like, I think I'm finally over it. Yeah. You and know? Nora's like, oh, that's so awesome. I wish I had your self-control. Yeah. Like, I wish I was strong like you. You know, and it's so hard when I keep getting those letters of him trying to woo me back. Can you believe he's trying to do this to us? Right. And she's like. Jen's like. Mm-hmm. What, um, what, what letters? What letters? And Nora's like, you know how he's like changed and he just wants you wants us back. And Jen's like, oh, I actually didn't know about these letters. I haven't gotten any of them. And, and like, Nora is so sweet. She's like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I thought you were getting them, too. Are you? And she says to her, like, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, 
Nora. I love this. I know. I mean, Jesus. And like, what a good friend for Jen. She just has these people that are like assholes to her a lot. Totally. You know? And like, Jen's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm totally fine. Don't apologize. Like, it's not you. Totally okay. And just, we get a great jump cut. Oh my God. (laughs) It jump cuts immediately to Jen crying on a couch and Dawson like comforting her. And she's like, I just want the corny love letters. (laughs) And it's like, this is so real. Like she like keeps it together for Nora to be like, no, 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 it's fine. Like whatever, I'm cool. And then she's like, no, I am not. I know. (laughs) Let me melt down. And she's like, I don't like, I don't understand why she chose her, not me. Yeah. Like, this heart, this is heartbreaking. I know. She's like, when we, I thought we were on even footing when like he was dating us both, but now right. like she, ch- he chose her and like, well, he was cheating on her with, she was cheating on her with me. Like yeah, I was the how, other woman. That's kinda. how he fe- she feels. Yeah. You know? And, and I, and she's like, I was just the floozy. Uh-huh. And I was just like, man, Jen does not need this. I know. Like, give Jen a goddamn break. I, I mean, I I actually think it's a great storyline, yeah. but also give Jen a fucking break. I know. Um, but also, I want to say here, too, like, that was Nora's last appearance in this show. Oh, really? Yeah. Disappointment. I'm so sad. Yeah. It's like, they bring in these great women, so particularly the women, of, women color. of color. like, leave? The two, yeah, the two women of color leave in this episode. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Whew, man okay um so you know jen's like jen's like you know i this is not supposed to be this way i'm supposed to be comforting you like yeah. whatever and dawson's like no like this is actually it's really me. helping me it's like making me feel a lot better yeah. actually you know and like and she, she's like i just wish i could get out of here i yeah. want to get out of town i don't want to be here like i don't want to run into them yeah. i don't want to like i, I want none of this. Deal with this and he's like okay have you ever been to Hookset, New Hampshire? And she's, she's like, like no, no, I have not. <laughs> and he's like, well, let's go. Like, We're in. We're going. And he's like, that. and it's like interesting. It's kind of like what Gretchen had told him. Like, have you ever just yeah. gone on a spontaneous road yeah, trip kinda. to do it? You know? Yeah. And like, luckily, like instead of Dawson having like a girlfriend that he needs to like be his therapist, he's like paying someone to like help him work these out. Imagine. I know. I love it. Mm. Men, take note. Um, also women, but yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. so we go to the dorms where audrey is like so stoked so to be stoked. going to this formal she is <laughs> so stoked the most millennium 2000 oh dress my god with it's, that flower i know i was like woo we it's really went lot. in on that shit it's a lot <laughs> yeah and like yeah she's so stoked to be hanging out with joey to be going to this frat thing she you does know? have crimped hair which mm-hmm. is a lot mm-hmm. she's got a wild hair situation crimped. and like, we weren't crimping in the odds no that was an 80s thing no <laughs> it's very but like on dawson's creek they were crimping <laughs> i know that all, andy hair with the one every season part. Yeah. there was crimp there was a crimp dear god why joey's got like a 60s updo yeah what was that i, I guess maybe that was kind of in well it's point. interesting because like yeah she has a total like styled updo but we've never seen joey do that like when she goes to prom her hair is like in a low ponytail like right. you know so like 
did Audrey do that? Like, there was no yeah. YouTube. Like, we're supposed to imagine she just did her the, hair the like that. The closest it is is the beauty contest. I know. <laughs> but Jen did that. But Jen did her hair like that. Oh, I know. God, could you imagine? I would die. So, Jack apparently has set Audrey up with, like, on a blind date with a frat bro. We yeah, find out. Yeah, the guy that was, like, dibs, you know. Okay. And Audrey tells Joey that Jack said that this guy is hella cute. And I must, as step in and say no one from la would have said that hella is a northern california term no way was at this time at at least yeah there's no way someone from la would have said that absolutely i agree with you Uh because santa cruz where i grew up was the cutoff yeah we vehemently did not say it in Uh santa cruz but the next city north which was san jose did say it. yeah 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 and um yeah I, I will give her credit that she used it correctly. Uh-huh. She calls him hella cute. So that's that's a correct way of using Do that. people use it wrong? Oh, yeah. Sometimes you would get, like, people who didn't know how to use it. Uh-huh. Like, who would use it wrong? Oh, interesting. Like, I always thought... It's, like, totally. I remember my cousin, my, my cousin who grew up in San Francisco, I was at a party at her high school friend's house, and someone was like, man, there are hella people here. And that was always the one I, like... If you didn't know that that was, like, the correct usage of that yeah. word, particularly in the early aughts, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, that's because you don't actually know what that word, huh. how that word functions. I never saw anyone use it wrong. Hello, think. people here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so, sorry. I just had to nitpick. Um, so she goes, like, Audrey's like, you know, for someone as progressive as you, Joey, <laughs> it's amazing how close-minded you are about frats. <laughs> Joey, like, you know, just... Right there on the banter. She's like, progressive. The word progressive and the word frat, they just don't mix. Don't mix. (laughs) And Audrey picks out a great coat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Joey's like, well, at least I can have a good time with Jack. Like, it'll be fun. And, like, then the boys come to the door. And this guy, Eric, who is the guy with the – he shaved his terrible facial hair. Oh, right, 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 right. Thank God. And so there's a knock and, like – Audrey is like excited and Jen or Joey's excited too. You can tell she's like, all right, I'm kind of excited or I'm feeding on um, Audrey's energy. And Jack comes and he's like, Joey, you look amazing. And he's like, Audrey, this is Eric. And Eric's like, damn, you're a stone fox. (laughs) Sir. Joey's like, ready? Yeah. Shall we? we You may not come into my room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sir. So we go to the film festival and Dawson checks in and this girl absolutely freaks out. <laughs> it's so weird. That he's there. She calls him wicked cute. Yes. Which again, we talked about this last episode. Are they trying to like Bostonize this? And then retcon that Dawson's hot. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's like um, also like a weird like Stars Hollow town, you yeah. know? And like, I don't know. It's interesting because Cape Side is already like Stars Hollow. Stars Hollows. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know why they're trying to act like they didn't grow up in, like, a weird small town. I agreed. Agreed with but. you. Also, this girl, I got to say, how she's dressed is coded a little bit queer. Uh-huh. And so I was like, why is she fawning all over Dawson? Not that queer people can't I know. fawn over the people of the opposite gender. Yeah. But, like, I was just like, hmm. What's going on here? Um. Anyway, she sees Jen and it was all like, is that your girlfriend? <laughs> And like they're both super entertained. Oh my god, Jen just laughs, and Dawson is like 
I fucking love this. Yeah. We're having the best time already. Totally. And then some other dude comes up and says that Dawson's movie's awesome and his screening sold out. And he's like, you beat Oliver, who's like the biggest thing around this these parts. And he points to this guy who's the actor Jordan Bridges, mm-hmm. who of course played Eddie in Drive Me Crazy. Right, 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 right. Um, with Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian mm-hmm. Grenier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was also on Rosalia Niles oh, with Sasha Alexander. He played Angie Harmon. Uh-huh. He played her brother. Oh, interesting. For like a hundred and something episodes. Like a wow. lot. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was on the whole show. So anyway, then this guy Trevor uses the R word because he's a dick. Bag. I know, yeah. <laughs> and like start making fun of like what a weirdo this guy Oliver is, and like we as the viewer are like, oh, it's just this, it's the Dawson of this town, Oliver. Yeah, yeah. So like you're kind of like, okay. yeah, whatever. He's a weirdo and super intense, but like, right? Why are we using slurs? Totally. And the girl who hit on Dawson tells Trevor that. Oliver's eccentric, and I just don't trust dudes named Trevor. I'm just gonna say it out, <laughs> out right here. That was a joke just for Aaron. Oh my anyway, so Jen and Dawson go to their hotel room, and Dawson's like, "So we can definitely leave because these people are nuts." It's <laughs> like, really sweet yeah. too. He's like, "If you want to go, we can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. I do not care." And <laughs> she's like, "These people are wild, and we are absolutely staying." She's like. I want to be the girlfriend of the biggest celebrity in town. Hello. Looks <laughs> at New Jersey. And Dawson opens the door and it's the fucking honeymoon suite. I know. And he just laughs. And it's like this giant ass room yeah. too. And like, I don't know. He's in such good spirits too. I know. Like they're just yucking it up. Like this shit's so funny. This is great. And you can see again, like why, like he's like, didn't go to Joey. Joey's too intense. She yeah. Even without all of her, like, neuroses about this <laughs> yeah. like situation she wouldn't have fun with this you yeah. know like fuck yeah this girl's hitting on you like <laughs> and thinks and, i'm your girlfriend hell yeah that's hilarious and yeah. like you're a celebrity here and like we're gonna sleep in this weirdo suite with Honey one bed suite. love it <laughs> <laughs> and so then we go back to this formal or we go to this formal where everyone walks in and some dudes come up to jack and eric and are like way to deliver man to <laughs> jack and like high five him yeah and someone says like score big daddy and i was like Someone explained to me how men calling each other big daddy is heterosexual behavior. (laughs) I just like would like that explanation. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Please. So Joey's Joey's in a great coat. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sorry. She's like, "Uh, what was that? Mm -hmm. And Jack's like, oh, no, 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 frat boy shit. fbs frat boy shit (laughs) and jen's like or joey's like i wish jen were here sharing in this pain like i'm gonna call her and jack's like no she's like she and dawson went away for the weekend together Mm -hmm. and joey kind of like has a look like yeah so (laughs) it's fascinating because like Jack knows their whole situation. He knows the whole dynamic. Yeah. So like, sh- it's interesting. She can't feed off of Jack's energy of like, yeah, they just went out of town. Like, whatever. It's not a big deal. But right. like, jo- you know, Joey's like, even what though- does that mean? I know. Even though I just told Jen that I'm stoked at like he has someone and like da da da. Like it's like all of her. Totally. You know, all of her shit. Yeah. So then we go to this gingham tablecloth restaurant. And a waitress takes away lobster platters from Pacey and Karen. God, that looked good. And Pacey's like, this was great, right? Like, so weird. And he's like, are you having a good time? He says, 
yeah, he's like, I'm, aren't I a mensch? I've kept us in these crowded places. So you wouldn't be like tempted to jump my bones on this non date. And I was just like, you are better than this. I know it's so weird. And like, what are we supposed to take away from this? I honestly don't know. She leaves at the end. Yeah. I honestly don't know. Karen mocks his sexy outfit and he takes off this lobster bib. And honestly, the shirt does not make the outfit better that he's wearing. He looks wild. Like they've. I would much rather have a Hawaiian shirt than whatever this is. Yeah. Like they've kind of like made his like bowling shirt sophisticated. He looks like he's going to sing in the Deftones. It's so bizarre. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so he like then gets all serious with her and is like you know you just like deserve so much better than like being danny's like illicit affair and i'm just like the savior complex that he has is just like i know really hard to watch yes and like you know like again it's part of his journey and whatever but like I don't know why we have to watch it under this circumstance. No. Like, you know, at the expense of this woman who's like in a very vulnerable position that he's like kind of taking advantage of. Agreed. You know? Yeah. Because he's like, you know, someone as giving and beautiful as you like deserves someone that's going to be there loving her back just as hard. And that's a great sentiment. But like Danny does love her back just as hard. He's still trash. Yep. Like, Danny definitely loves her. He's just, he's trash, and, like, I wouldn't want his kind of love. But, like, he... Yeah. he You know. Yeah. Anyway, so then we go back to Dawson and Jen, mm-hmm. who went to see Oliver's movie, which is called Smoke, Crack, and Worship Satan. Ugh, I love I mean, it. What? I love it. It makes me like Oliver immediately. We haven't even met him yet. We've only seen him, but like he named a movie Smoke Crack and Worship Satan. So oh, I'm like, this, this guy's so funny. This guy seems good. Jen and, is stole a hat from Joey. I mean, who? Jen's outfit is like so fucking alt rock chick from the early aughts. It's like hard to look at. It's like, well, it's I guess I know <laughs> it's funny because we're seeing like the geography um, differences, you know, like uh-huh. where like what everyone wears on the East Coast is just so different than what we wore. Like our like alt rock chicks didn't dress like this. Yeah, I mean, like we knew it was a style, (laughs) but we didn't dress like that. No, no, no. So she's got this like, what would we call this? It's not a fedora, but it's like, like a bowler kind kind of. of. It's like a flat top bowler. Yeah, yeah. She's got a thing around her neck that's not a necktie, but in four months, Avril Lavigne is going to come out, and that's going to turn into a necktie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Over a wife beater. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And like, but also just like to really shout out her eye makeup is fucking flawless. She looks so pretty. How does she look that good in this outfit? I don't know. The hat is horrendous and it makes her head shape look weird. But like, damn. Yeah. Wow. Whew. Yeah. So like Jen and Dawson both really loved this movie. Yeah. Oliver's movie. And like. Yeah, they're, like, walking and they're talking about just, like, how good it was. And you can kind of see, like, how they have this connection about, like, going to weird 
you know, film screenings, you know, Definitely. and they can totally talk about it. And like, you don't feel like Jen's being tortured. Like you get the vibe. She had a good time. Yeah. And she's like, let's chat like, about they this have movie. stuff in common. Totally. Also, just like I have to note, too, that like not only did we get Paula Cole, we also got HD. Mm. And I feel like it's not it's never more apparent than when Jen is on the screen with this eye makeup. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it mm-hmm. just makes it look so good. Anyway, so Dawson's like, you know, this proves my dad like paid these people off or something because like no way that my movie is better than that one that Mm -hmm. we just watched. And Jen's like, I'm not going to let you do this. Like, I know. And again, I'm like, I love this that she's like, most people, including Joey, gas him up. Be like, no, you're amazing. Yeah. You're so talented. And so as a result, like that's not what he needs. Right. He needs someone to be like, I'm not going to listen to you put yourself down. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, and he, she's like, if you do, I'm going to have to break up with you if you keep putting yourself down. <laughs> and Dawson's like, you're not going to break up with me. The physical attraction is just far too strong. And just without missing a beat, Michelle Williams says, you got me there, tiger. I know. And I was like, only Michelle Williams could make that line work. I know. In that way. I know. Oh, my God. She calls him tiger, and I'm like on the ground. I know. <laughs> it's so good. Like, ah, uh, I just want to see them on the screen all the They time. have good chemistry. They really do. I had this moment where I was like, they're pretty good together. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> And Oliver comes out and is like, you know, Dawson, Dawson. <laughs> your movie better be good. And then Loki gives the one of the most hilarious jokes that's ever been on this show. He says this like festival gives their their number one award to someone with a fresh voice and unique vision. I've won it three years in a row. I know. <laughs> I fucking howled. I know. I was like, that is a great job. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Good job. I know. So Oliver's like, I'm not like, I don't want to be usurped by some Hollywood slickster. Uh. And Jen's face is just like, she is having the time of her goddamn life. She's just like. I love this small town. I love this weirdo. I love this fake life we're having yeah, right now. Yeah. This is incredible. If you and I were in this moment, this would be a time where I could not look at you. <laughs> I know. Because, like, I would start laughing. Yeah. We've had many of those moments mm-hmm. where I'm like, do not look at Aaron Hensley. Do not do that. <laughs> do not look look past her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do not look at mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Um, one of those moments, not with you, with our other friend Aaron, I almost got arrested. If I had looked at her, we would have gotten arrested because <laughs> we were close to being arrested anyway. Anyway, so Oliver, who has zero social skills, seemingly, I know. looks at Jen and goes, you're still really pretty, and then walks away. I know. He says it the first time, you're really beautiful. And Jen, he walks away and Jen oh, yeah. just giggles. And I, she's like, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. She's like, true. I am. <laughs> Um, and then we go to Pacey and Karen. Okay. They're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Pacey's asking Karen if she's going to smoke. Yeah. And she says, no, I only smoke when I'm nervous or severely annoyed. Mm-hmm. And Pacey takes this as a good sign. Yeah. And he's like, you didn't even like yell or complain at any, any about anything all night. And he's just like, you know, you light up when you're out of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then he decides he's just going to start complimenting her. Yeah. <laughs> Which normally I'm into, but in this situation, I just, like, everything is so off. Because he's like, you're beautiful, and you have, like, great clothes and this great smile. And she's just like, 
<laughs> she's just like, you know, oh, like I had a really great time tonight. Yeah. Like, she's like, she is genuinely like, that was really fun. Yeah. She know? did have a good time. Like I did have a good time, but yeah. like, I just like, it kind of feels like a similar vibe to Dawson of like, I don't want people just like tiptoeing around me or like mm-hmm. taking pity on me. I want people to like be friends with me for me. And totally. she's kind of like, I don't want you coming after me saying you want to be my friend when you want to fuck me. Right. You know, like I know what you're doing. Like, you know, um, I have a thing for scumbags, you know, like <laughs> I've been here before. I can, I can suss out this behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, that was really fun, you know? And, like, he goes in to hug her. And, then and like, she- kiss her on the cheek, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then she, like, just goes on for, like, a full-on makeout. And they, like, go into her place and, like, start going at it. Yeah. She, like, knocks over a lamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's really... He- yeah. She, like, shoves him on the couch. Yeah. Like, okay. And, like, you know, the storyline's trash and... Mm-hmm. It's really hard to watch. But, like, this also is Pacey's journey, you know, of, like, you don't need to just, like, like, when Dawson says, like, oh, you just want to, you only want to help people you can save or screw, you know, like, that's fucked up. But, like, it is, like, there's, like, a grain of truth to In that. it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so it is part of his, like, you know, whole, like, thing. You don't need to get wrapped up in, a, like, saving a, per- a girl or a woman or, yeah. you know, a person to, like, give meaning to your life. Totally. And then you don't have to like do some weird. Well, we'll get into the crossing. Yeah. We'll get into the the aftermath of this yeah. in a bit. But we go to Dawson's screening mm-hmm. and like, you know, it ends and he he gets this huge round of applause. Mm-hmm. And the director of the festival gives this great speech about when he saw this movie for the first time, he knew he was in the hands of a talented filmmaker, mm-hmm. but that he also got this great letter from Mitch Leary from Dawson's yeah. dad. And that, like, this letter said that he, you know, he just couldn't ignore mm-hmm. Dawson's work. And um, we see Dawson's face. And yeah. then just, like, wordlessly and quietly, Jen just puts her arm around I him. I know. And holds her his And hand. he, like, grabs her other hand. Like, she just rubs his back. And, like, it's really nice. You see yes. her just be able to be there for him in a way that no one else has been able to. I know. And James Vanderbeek's face acting is so yeah, good. It is. It's like, really good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. He definitely like shines in this episode as well. Yeah. And this guy is like, you know, I wanted to hate this film because it was like a couple of days late. Mm-hmm. And I started sobbing at this point, I will say, because mm. this guy's like, I reluctantly put this tape in the VCR. And after five minutes, I knew Mitch Leary was right. And, like, I couldn't ignore his son's work. And he, like, presents Dawson to come up and talk. Mm -hmm. And Dawson kind of has a panic for a second. And then Jen's like, no, come on. She pushes him a little. She pushes him and kind of rubs his back gently and is like, nope, nope, get Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're going. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) my note here is I have to interrupt this moment because I just saw Oliver's pants. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Which are hugely baggy and also patterned. Oh, wow. Like, not quite houndstooth, but, like, close. Oh, okay. Okay. You know? Wild. And it's, like, a mix of Pacey and Xander, his, uh, like, yeah, outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's I'm like, nobody nobody wants this. For yeah. sure. Sorry. So Dawson starts talking about his dad. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what to say, but, you know, my dad, he just really loved movies. And he, like, really ins- he took me to them. And he really inspired me, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you know, he didn't love movies. Like, he didn't want to make movies. He, like, just loved watching mm-hmm. them. And, like, 
thank God he did that and took me and like talked to me about them because I wouldn't be here right now if he hadn't. And Jen just like is giving him the softest, most like you've got this expression. Oh my God. It destroys me. Yeah. And he's like, so, you know, I, I dedicate this film to my dad and like this award now has special meaning. Every time I look at it, I'll think of him, Mm -hmm. you know? And (laughs) he says, and I just want to give a very special thank you to my girlfriend, Jen Lindley. (laughs) She just cracks up. Oh my God. It's so good. And she mouths, I'm going to kill you. I know. (laughs) She's like, they're adorable. It's great. It's so fucking funny. It's great. Yes. Mm -hmm. So also that scene, I felt like what Vanderbeek was able to express mm-hmm. in that talking about his dad. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but like it was so real. Yeah. Like it was so, he was very good in that scene. Yeah. 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 So we go to the frat thing and Audrey's date is literally talking to her about how much he bench presses. He's talking about the gym. Oh my God. She's so bored. And then I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, so what gym do you go to? Yeah. Oh. And like some people run by and like Audrey's really entertained by it. Like yeah. she wants to have fun. Yeah, but she's this like, guy's just like, I'm here for fun. Why are we talking about bench pressing you idiot? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> and then he puts her his arm around her and she just looks at him and is like, what, what are, are you are doing? doing? God, and I love her so much. And he like sighs like, ugh. And, and she like, like just you... looks like she's in hell. Yeah. He's like, do you want another drink? And she's like, fine. Yeah. And he, so he goes in, this guy, Eric, and finds Jack at the bar. And he's like, Jack, you lied to me. Like, Audrey is, and I quote, all tease and no please, yeah. which is a thing we definitely used to quote at each other oh, in yeah. college. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's in the quote book. Yeah. It is in the quote book. <laughs> um, and Jack's like, well, the night's not over, man. Like, give it some time. Yeah. And he's like, totally like. So gross. It's so gross. And, and then Eric says, I'm like giving my best moves and best lines and nothing. And I'm like, sir, that's your problem. Talk to her about bench pressing. Oh my God. You literally asked her what gym she goes to. <laughs> yeah. If that's your best moves, like, whoo. <laughs> and, you know, Jack's like, no way. She's totally easy. You got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Cause Eric's like, oh, she's a prude, isn't she? Like, I'm yeah. gonna be so mad if she turns out to be a prude. And then we pan and we see Joey's like right behind jack right hearing all of this yeah and like you know jack's like i know like she was psyched to come here tonight to play your cards right and she'd totally hook up for for, with you and then he turns and joey's like takes a shot giving him a death stare like Uh, yeah he takes a shot and like she gives him a death glare and sort of like starts walking away (laughs) like jack attack that was not good my friend Yeah. yeah so then we go to Karen's. Yeah. And she's in the living room smoking. Yeah. And she's like, you know, he says, I know this is complicated and I had the best of intentions, but like, I feel like I haven't helped in this situation. I'm like, no shit. Dude. No, you've got bad boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, I think we can work this out. And Karen's just like, no, sir. She's like, it was a mistake. You're not in a relationship. Yeah. Like, like first of all, you lied to me. You said this was completely platonic. Yeah. And like, it wasn't so that's on you just because i kissed you doesn't mean like that means you were still lying yep yep so pacey you know like she's like she's like why did you start this like what the fuck 
And he's like, well, you kissed me. And she's like, you're, you, she's like, you're not worth what I'm risking. Yeah. And like, my thing is like, you did a lot of pushing to get her to the point where she kissed you, Pacey. Like she said no a million times. And you said it was totally platonic. Yeah. Yeah. So Pacey then asks if she just slept with him to get back at Danny. And I'm like, yeah, dude, of course you did. (laughs) And like, she's like, it's not that simple. And then he's like, whatever, like, and leaves. And he leaves. So we go back to the film festival and Oliver comes up to Dawson and is like, I'm pissed. I thought that I was the only geek in America who knew who A.I. Brooks was, A. (laughs) And then, like, Oliver's like, your film was just fantastic. Yeah. And they're, like, kind of kindred spirits. Yeah. They're, like, like Oliver's definitely, like, a little bit more out there than Dawson. But, like, they kind of see each other, I think. And, you know, Oliver's like, how do you like SC? And Dawson's like, dropped out. (laughs) (laughs) And... But good for him that he's like, yeah, I don't go there for me. And Oliver's like, yeah, I go to this weird art school in Boston. There's all these weirdos and freaks, but I kind of like it. Yeah. And Dawson's like, go on. (laughs) Yeah. And then Oliver's like, oh, here comes your girl. And we get this shot of Jen just looking like a snack. I know. I mean, just like it kind of is like the pilot in a way. Yeah, kind of. Because she's like slow-mo walking towards him, coming up to Dawson. And Dawson's like, you know, Jen, this is Oliver. And like, and she's she, like, your movie was fantastic. Yeah. And Oliver's like, you're a really cute couple. Yeah. <laughs> and Jen's like, see, baby, you're lucky to have me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, then Dawson, because Oliver walks away, and then Dawson's like, that was an, un- that's an understatement. Like, I am mm-hmm. really lucky to yeah, have you. Like, yeah. he's so serious. Um, someone pointed out that I think that they were supposed to dance with each other sometime in here. Oh, yeah. Because it's in the promo. Right, 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 right. Um, but we'll discuss the promo shortly. Exactly. Um, and um, as we will discuss, not everything in the promo makes it into the episode. Yep. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So then we go back to the frat party and Joey takes Jack aside and is like, what the fuck, man? Like, why are you talking about Audrey like that? Yeah. And I am here for Joey defending her friend, even not in front of her friend. I know. I actually really like this argument because they're both being right and they're both calling each other out for being assholes, you know, Um, and they're having a hard time seeing each other's point of view. But, you know, Jack's like, what? You're just overreacting. You say the same things about her. Right. Which is like, good. Like, I'm glad someone's calling Joey out for this. Totally. And Joey's like, no. I, you know, like that was before I got to know her. And you're like, well, you still said those things about her. And Jack also barely knows her. Right. And like my thing was because Joey's like, you know, I was I also wasn't trying to like pimp her out to the highest bidder. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the difference. And I was like, yes, I mean, that that is definitely the difference. Let's cut that first part out where you got to talk shit about the girl before you know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point is like what they're both saying. They're both both being true sure. they're sure. everything they're saying is true you know totally but also i want to say that like there's this part of me that is thinks it's really interesting that she like immediately calls jack out like mm-hmm. and that she feels safe enough to like fucking go at yeah jack. yeah, yeah totally. you know what i mean like yeah. in a way that i think that like we don't see her do with dawson that often and i, I couldn't agree i always more. wonder like i 
I mean, there's a part of me that's like, it's because she doesn't feel safe because he's like done so much wild ass shit to right. her. Right. Yeah, yeah. When she does call him out. On right. Things. Yeah. Or they're not friends. <laughs> Another way of saying that. <laughs> Um, and Jack's just like, look, this is stupid, harmless fun. And which is not. No. <laughs> That's not stupid, harmless yeah. fun. Yeah. And she's like, I can't believe you just said that. Like, yeah. She's just like appalled. You, like, what happened to you? Yeah. She's like, you're just turning into a jerk I don't even recognize. It's like you just wanted, you couldn't wait to get to Boston to drop all of us and make new friends. Yeah. And then Jack, like, is like, no, like, it's not like that. I, like, I feel at home here. Yeah. And he's like, you know, this new family, it's like not, is like, that I have with these brothers is like not consistently on the brink of self-destruction. Yeah. And I can live my life without constantly worrying about someone else's. Yeah. Which is true. Sure. And he's like, I don't have to worry about warring over someone else's friendship, you know? Right. And like, he's kind of like, like, you just see like this story like of the all the characters are having is so awesome yeah they're just like who are we when we're in college you totally. know and like how do we still have our old us and our old friends and like yeah. you know that all of this stuff it's super fascinating totally because joey's like it feels like you're hiding and you're pushing us away because it's easier to just be like one of these meatheads yeah you just would rather be friends with one of these meatheads you know yeah and J- jack's like you don't know any of these people and i'm like okay first off jack eric seems like a real fucking treat so <laughs> you can't really blame her mm-hmm. but she's like you know i don't like want to meet them and then she says now that i know they're all wannabe pimps and i'm like just calm down a second there, i know Joey. Right. Well, that's the whole point. He's is that to be like a John, not a pimp. Yeah. If we're really going to go with that kind of language. And also, it's just like she is judging them, you sure. know. But like, you know, like he doesn't really have a leg to stand on because the few people she's met are assholes. But at the same time, it's like okay, like you know, yeah. like she is judging them. Um, totally. And he's like. You know, like he takes offense at her calling them meatheads, and he's like, "Yeah, well, whenever someone doesn't meet your standard of righteousness, yeah, you write it off." Like, and like, and that is so true. Like, someone needs to call her out on this. Sure, totally. And Jack's like, you know, look around. Like, everyone's having a good time. No one's forcing anyone to be here. And Joey looks around, and she's like, "Yeah, you're right. No one's forcing me to be here." And she, well, she like, defends leaves. herself. She's like, "Yeah, it's called common decency oh, and yeah. respect." Sorry. And you're like, "Were you respecting Audrey when you were calling her a slut all the time? Right? Were you being decent when you were slut shaming Jen? Like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah." Um, but Joey leaves, and my note is she better have grabbed Audrey before she totally I left. I couldn't agree with you more. We don't see it, but she I better have. Fucking hope so. So we go to the hotel room, mm-hmm. and Dawson's in bed, and Jen comes out of the bathroom, and she's like, "What are you thinking about?" And he's like, "I'm thinking about my dad, like in in this really great way, yeah. in a in a way I haven't been able to in a long time." And he says that, like, standing in front of those people and talking about him was, like, so nice. It was nice to remember him. And for the first time, I was able to appreciate what a great father he was and how lucky I was without feeling guilty or, like, I let him down. Mm -hmm. And this is, like, so real and honest. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt that deeply. Mm -hmm. And Jen just sits on the bed and listens. Yes. it's so nice, like, and I really love actually how the show shoots it. That like we watch her just sit and listen to him I say know, this. I know they're like having like it's cute because she's like in these like pajam- flannel pajamas <laughs> with like a cat on him. I don't know, and they're just kind of having like a slumber party, and it like feels like 
what he probably used to do with Joey. Yeah. Where they would just like share their darkest secrets in bed, like, you Mm -hmm. know, and just like open their hearts out while someone just is there to listen. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but like, I feel really happy. Yeah. And he's like, and you know what? It's all thanks to you, Jen. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. And he's like, well, you like somehow found a way to just like be there for me. Yeah. And I'll never be able to put in words like what that means to me. Yeah. And she says, it's the least I can do for the guy who restores my faith in the opposite sex. I was like, okay. I know. But like, <laughs> luckily he says, what does that mean? He laughs. I know. And, and then he's, he's like, like, what does that mean? Yeah. And like, again, these are like what you wish we could have seen throughout where yeah. it's like, why is Dawson a good guy? Can we just yeah. have a follow up? Yeah. What does that mean? One follow up question. Yeah. yeah Quick yeah. question um, over here. Um, what does that mean? You know, like, what does that mean? And when she explains it, you're like, okay, I guess this you know she's just like you know um when it didn't work out between us you still managed to find a place for me in your heart totally which i think is like i mean that's kind of what we've been saying yeah right they've done this work Mm -hmm. and we've seen them do this Mm -hmm. work totally and dawson asks like then he's like well why didn't it work out between us and jen's like you can tell she it still hurts her she's like you were in love with joey yep And he doesn't say anything, which is a mark against him, you know? And he's like, well, if I remember right, you broke up with me. Right. And it's like, because you were in love with Joey, though. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, what did she say? Well, she didn't. She was like, you're too intense. Oh, because he slut shamed her. You're too intense. Like, I cannot do this, you know? Yeah. I, like, never been had a weekend alone or whatever. But also, she could feel the energy of shifting of um, him being in love with Joey. I think she even, like... Talk to Joey about it. Totally. Yeah, she did. So she's like, you know, I soon saw the error of my ways after I broke up with you and then threw myself at you in a very embarrassing fashion. (laughs) And Dawson, this is so fun because this is like, this is so two friends who have like been through the shit Uh and like can now be entertained by it. Because he's like, yeah, you did. And I am ashamed to admit, but I really enjoyed it. I know. (laughs) I love this. Like we're getting his feelings on it too. And like in this like, you know, retrospective way or whatever. It's so awesome. And he just like laughs this great laugh and he's yeah. like I'm not lying I loved that I know <laughs> and she he says that you were the first girl to tear my heart out and Jen's like I did uh-huh. and he, he doesn't like yeah man Temple of Doom style yeah which is like so speaks mm. to my soul so Spielberg yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he says I'm fully aware of the reason it didn't work out between us and she's like why and he says you were never physically attracted to me and he talked to her about this in first season. Mm-hmm. It's like interesting because they do a lot of gymnastics for other stuff. Yeah. But this like is a callback. Is they're all callbacks. It's a legit callback. It all yeah. tracks and checks out. And uh-huh. like whoever wrote this actually has seen Dawson's Creek. Yeah, totally. Oh my god. But the person who wrote it only wrote this one episode. Oh Dawson's my god. Creek, wow. So wow. Go. Yeah. Dude. I, I forgot your name. I'm sorry. Um, it's at the beginning of this episode. I say it. Um, so she's like, what? Like, is that what you think? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, like you thought I was safe. Yeah. And then she leans over and kisses him. Ugh. I mean. <laughs> and he's like kind of stunned. Yeah. And he looks at her 
and then he just kisses her yeah, back. Yeah, they start making out. And I think, like, after having to watch, like, these horrific kisses with him and Joey that, like, have no chemistry, nothing whatsoever, like, by comparison to that, which, like, okay. Yeah. This is, like, stolen hot. kisses level hot. It's hot. Yeah, you're, like... They start taking off each other's clothes. Yeah, like, you haven't yeah. seen Dawson, like, be like this be with hot. In, in a long time, you know? Like, since Eve, yeah, maybe. Like, there were moments where you're like, is he going to fuck Gretchen? But, like, this is, like, full on, like... But that didn't feel hot. Mm-hmm, Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, like, the only other person I feel like we've saw, seen Dawson be, like, hot with. Yeah. Like, and, is... And, like, exude and, sexuality. Yeah, yeah, like, like I mean, mm-hmm. be horny for, yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, is... I mean, even not with Joey. I mean, I guess in season two some, but, like... Right. But, like... I mean, the beginning of this season, certainly not. Definitely not. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's, like, to be, to ha- exude that energy of, like, like no, I fucking want you. Mm-hmm. Like, this has it in yeah. space. Like, you see him, like, kind of grab her stomach and, like. And, like, unbutton her shirt. Yeah. she, like, pulls off his. She takes his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, like, then they, like, lean into the bed and you're, like, dang. And it's, like, it is a good vibe. It's a great vibe. I also want to point out, so, like, you know, they start making out and kind of fall on the bed. And, like, yes, Dawson loses mm-hmm. his virginity to Jen. Yeah. And I want to take a moment to notice that we didn't have to have a half-season-long buildup. I know. To Dawson losing his virginity. I know. Like, this show treated Joey's virginity, and, you know, we talked about it for a, a hundred years. I know. But... Like, the world was going to come crashing down mm-hmm. if Joey Potter had sex with her long-term boyfriend, <laughs> I know. who she was madly in love with yeah. and who was madly in love with yeah, her. she did all of the societal, like, this is an okay way to have sex. You've dated, you're in love, you're over 16, <laughs> you know, and we still had to go through this ins- incredible slog that was so frustrating. Yes. And then after they have sex, they couldn't even enjoy it. Right. And then we had to, like... Get we got half an episode of them being enjoying each yeah, other. Yeah, and like it's and just, even that and was then it tinged all with became shit. about like whether or not she was still a virgin or right. not. And it's like, what a nightmare! And instead, in this episode, we get this lovely moment mm-hmm. between two people who share a deep love between them. Mm-hmm. No matter what that love is, like this is how it's done. I know this is a great loss of virginity scene. I know I love it. I think it's great. And I think that the, my, there's like a duck outside, yeah. <laughs> a goose. Um, but like, I think the thing is, is that like, that makes me so mad is it's like so sexist that we had to have. I couldn't agree more. That shit that just like absolute slog, as yes. you said. And then this, we get this beautiful, nice moment. And these two people who, love each other even if they're not dating each other these yes. two people love each other no it's definitely not fair um, like we'll talk about it later but like mm. that dawson gets to enjoy losing his virginity and joey doesn't i agree and that like when they have like the like hey um did we just fuck conversation yeah. like they get to be honest and like no anger just like this well-rounded relationship you know totally. and joey doesn't get that they're like no you're mad at him for like asking if you liked it <laughs> um okay so i want to pause here <laughs> to tell our listeners mm-hmm. that this scene yeah 
is what probably <laughs> this is probably this the scene probably what got us <laughs> what, what, what started our friendship <laughs> which is weird to say when mm-hmm. i say it like that mm-hmm. but so uh, we'll tell the story of how yeah. we yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. started hanging out which is that um I was in my dorm room watching Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. as I was wont to do on a Tuesday night. Yeah. And Aaron came in looking for my roommate, Melissa. What's up, girl? And she was, we, you saw me watching Gilmore Girls yeah. and you were like, oh, we were just chatting about how much we yeah, liked yeah, yeah. Gilmore Girls yeah. and like whatever. And <laughs> this commercial came yes. on for Dawson's Creek. Yeah. With like the, the voice of that man. Yeah. <laughs> Not Mr. Movie Phone, but also maybe yeah, Mr. Yeah, Movie totally. Phone. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll play the audio for it right uh-huh, now so you yeah. all can hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. For four years, they've had each other to turn to. For the first time. Why didn't it work out between us? Two close friends will become even closer. Show me what to do. An all-new Dawson's Creek. Okay, so you may have guessed that when Dawson looks at Jen and says, show me what to do. <laughs> show me what to do. We buckled over. Fell on the fucking floor oh laughing. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> laughing so hard. I could not breathe crying. Because like I've listened to this clip over and over mm-hmm. like this week. Mm-hmm. And it's literally the only thing he says in the whole like you know uh trailer trailer yeah it's like show, show me, me what, what to, to do, do. <laughs> like what if someone said that to you at all but like which was the thing you you looked at me after we picked ourselves up off the floor and was like what if someone, someone said, said that, that to you, you? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like oh my god like i just can't even right. imagine and when she said that that made me laugh even harder <laughs> than i was already laughing and then aaron looked at me and said so I'm coming over to watch yeah, that tomorrow, watch right? That, right? We got to see this shit go down. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. And especially after like coming off of season four, where it was such a slog mm. about Joey's virginity. And mm. I have like very vivid memories of her lying. Like yep. I didn't have sex with him and me being like, how Fuck. could you? Yeah. And then about her being like, oh, I know you want to pay for college, but like, I need to tell you, you don't have my virginity anymore (laughs) and i remember being Mm -hmm. like what the fuck is this show doing like what what does this mean like what is this like you know like she could be like i don't feel comfortable doing this or whatever but like the way that it was framed in my mind was like well if you want to give me this money you need to know like my virginity is off the table right that's not what you're buying here (laughs) yeah which was like a real head fuck for like 17 year old (laughs) me i was like this is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I don't fuck with this show anymore. Yeah. And then after all of that, we had to watch them kiss. So, you know, like after like it being such a big deal and then like the joke of him, like, I didn't know I was going to go to college, like still yeah. a virgin or whatever. And then we get like, oh, we're going to see Dawson lose his virginity. Like what, what's that episode going to yeah, be like? Yeah, totally. And we both like had, we, we we talked, I remember about like, oh yeah, I, I mean, I used to watch that show all the time, but yeah. like I haven't really watched it this yeah. season. And like, da-da-da. so you came over and we were so excited. Mm-hmm. And then, as you may know, listeners, that line is not in the yes. scene. And we were like, wait, what? And we were so pissed off. Yes. <laughs> but also, it's such a good episode that we were like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I can get back into this. Yeah, maybe we should watch this. Yeah, maybe we should watch this. <laughs> so um, 
we realized soon after that that Aaron's dorm was the more comfortable dorm mm-hmm. for us to watch yeah, TV yeah. in. Yeah. Um, and because it was bigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had other friends who wanted to watch it with us yeah, who yeah, also yeah. were Dawson's Creek yeah, fans. Yeah. And so we had a viewing schedule that yeah. we used to post on the door of uh-huh. Aaron and Aaron Jules's room. And um, there were lawn chairs mm-hmm. and a mini fridge. Yeah. And the, the, there was a Cheap box bear. that the mini fridge came in that we wrapped that the in. the TV came in. Oh, the TV. Sorry. Uh-huh. That we wrapped in um, wrapping paper. And that was our little table. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like a real mood and we would drink natty ice i know and sometimes order dominoes yeah or get burritos at the hungry slug yeah, if, yeah. shout out it it's does not, not exist anymore anymore i found yeah. out yeah and uh we would watch this and other tv shows together i know mm-hmm. started our friendship it started our friendship and here yeah. we are now 20 years later i know so uh so yeah this is a big one it really is i'm still mad they didn't include that so Gina Fattori did tell us. Yeah, we did talk about it. We talked about it. It's not in the episode because it was before I told her I was recording. Uh-huh. Um, it was so it's not in the episode that we put out with her. Yeah, but plus like, we were keeping it that secret. Yeah, we didn't want you all to know it. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. We told her the whole story. Yeah, yeah. She knows. Um, but uh she says that she thinks that James Vanderbeek, that was a line that he wanted to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I remember her telling that to us and we laughed. We so were laughing so we died. Because our memory is who fucking says who that? Fucking says who that? says that? And like that he suggests oh my god. And that he was like insistent on that he say it. And then it was like she was like, Yeah, I got cut out of the episode. And then she she was like, Wait, it's in the trailer? And we're like, Gina. Yes. It's like the thing it's that the brought only us thing together. In the trailer. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's the behind so the funny. scenes. So funny. It's hilarious. So we cut to the next morning and Jen's up and she's like looking at Dawson and stroking his hair. And look, there's no easy way to say it, but they are in deep purple satin sheets. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. <laughs> Which is incredible. <laughs> oh, can you imagine that at a hotel? Oh, oh no. Ooh, God. God. That's so gross. No, no. So... He wakes up and like looks at her and you know she's just like look at you smiling like look at you and and he's like oh so that's what everyone's talking about and she's like <laughs> oh my god it's bad it's really bad but cute like oh my god yeah. because they're so cute and yeah. you're in it but like oh also my god. if someone said that to you so <laughs> you'd funny. Be like get out of here I remember us laughing so hard I, at that totally totally and Dawson says this wasn't what he imagined. And then she's kind of like, oh, shit, no. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, like, people always say your first time is never as good as you imagine it. But, like, that was every bit the fantasy, which is a, actually a really sweet thing to I say. know. And, and she gets kind of shy. Well, because he starts to say, like, you were great, like, kind of like you were great. And she stops him as, like, we were. I know, because you can kind of see her boundary of, like, no, I don't want to be sex kitten, Jen. Like, I want to be, like, equal. Like, you know, yeah. I want this to be, like, our experience, not, like... I'm the slut. Right. And here's where they kiss again. And he says, well, he says we. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we. Yeah. And they kiss again. And like, honestly, I mean, to your point, this is the morning after with Pacey and Joey that I wanted. Yes. Like, this is a lovely, great morning after. Like, it's awkward and weird. And he says really weird things. And, you know, it's like, it's she, she definitely has an, like, you feel her energy where she's like, 
un- I, awkward. Also, like, I don't know where what just happened. Yeah, like, we're not dating each other, so yeah. I kind of don't know, like, what this means. Totally. But also, like, I kind of liked, liked it. it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, you definitely feel, and, like, that's the thing with Joey is, like, of course, after she fucked Pacey, she's going to be awkward, but she, like, gets really angry and mean, and she can't really enjoy it. Yeah. Like, they are, like, lying in the bed, and it's, like, immediately like she's so uncomfortable so uncomfortable like in a one-dimensional uncomfortable i agree because like my thing is like look not just after your first time period but like after any first time yes with anyone Mm -hmm. like it's it is i mean well and this would be so weird because of like the history and like the just like holy shit totally but just first times in general are kind of awkward and like you're just kind of like okay like also what is this and like Mm -hmm. we don't really know and like you know sometimes it's just like thank you that was very nice goodbye never tell anyone about this (laughs) or like what's going on totally so they kind of cuddle like they like Mm -hmm. have a little cuddle moment i know you know it's really sweet it really is yeah um so then we go to the restaurant (laughs) yeah pacey goes in to resign yeah he's like i need to i need to talk to you danny i quit yeah and Danny's like, oh, is this about Karen? And Pacey's like, oh, okay. So you know then. And it's like, know what? That Karen flat out told you fucking you was a mistake. Right. Or whatever y'all did. I don't know what happened. Right. Was a mistake. So, like, what's there to know? Yeah. And, like, you know, Pacey's like, oh, things have gotten complicated. but I And I didn't mean for it to happen. And Danny's just like, yeah, you did. I know. Which actually I kind of like. I know. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, like well, Danny, what? you're trash, but like you have a point. Well, yeah. It's like, well, what did you mean to happen, Pacey? Like, right. what were you trying to do? Like, you were, you have been pursuing Karen this, like, this the whole, whole time. time. So you were trying to, like, something with her. Yeah. Don't act like that's not what happened. And Pacey gets all pissed. And, like, there's a, I mean, again, there's a part of me that thinks he has a point. Mm-hmm. And then also is like, but. Oh, this is like the exact same Jen and. And, or joey and jack, jack thing. Co- conversation right because he's like you know you're gonna call me out like you're a guy who's cheating on his wife and you put me in the middle of that mm-hmm. like you know and then he's like did you ever stop to think about karen and danny's like more than you fucking ever will know yeah which like doesn't that rings true to me too yeah and like pacey's like all right well like i still quit and you know he's like i s- and danny's like i'm sorry maybe i shouldn't have borrowed the boat and like yeah you know and i'm sorry that your image of me is shattered pacey but like i never said i was perfect yeah and he's like and he tells dan or danny tells pacey that karen quit Mm -hmm. and then he's like you know this job is still yours if you want it yeah and like my thing is like i mean danny's a dick like don't get me wrong he can be right and also a dick yeah um sucks when that happens but sometimes it does yeah, yeah. uh and pacey's like my thing with pacey is like you need to figure out what the fuck you want well i know it's like what were you trying to accomplish here you were trying to save her from danny by fucking her and making it more complicated like yeah that's not a savior move my brother okay yeah <laughs> dude you know yeah um and like this karen doesn't need to be saved like she's no I don't. making all of these choices on her own yeah like you know again like i can see you trying to be a friend of being like danny's trash break like don't do this like you're not you're hurting yourself but at the same time like that's not what pacey was trying to do he's like she's he's trash let me show you what a good man is right because my thing is like the friend thing i mean look we just watched it with dawson and jen right mm-hmm. like 
taking her out and being like, let me give you a nice night. Mm-hmm. That's not bad, particularly if she wants to do it yeah, and hasn't yeah, said yeah. no to you like seven times. Or like flat out asks for it. Like, get me out of town. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. But like, that's not what happened. Yeah. And so you've just, like, forced yourself into this situation. I know. Like, you're saying Danny put you in the middle, but then you, like... Inserted yourself ins- in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he did put you in the middle. And then you inserted yourself even further and into the middle. you kept yourself there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So I don't have a ton of sympathy for this. Yeah. Um. So then we go to the dorms where jo- Joey walks in and Jack is there with Audrey who says she's putting him through a grueling apology. Ugh, I love this. And he passed. Uh-huh. And she hugs him and he like apologizes again. Yeah. And then he, she's like, the next time you set me up, it better not be with someone who talks to me about fucking muscles and fitness. And I I'm know. like, oh, whew, yeah, that yeah, is yeah a, totally. That is a mood. Totally. And like, you know, good for Audrey. She kind of gets it. She's like, don't call me easy, but like, definitely I'm down to be hooked up with your friends. Yeah, like, like- I just letting you know my boundary, <laughs> like you know, um, and she Audrey goes to leave. Maybe she's going to her gym. We don't know. And she says to Joey, like, "Go easy on him." And she calls Joey Bunny. Yeah, which is the cutest thing ever. I would I die if someone called me that. <laughs> Joey's in a mediocre coat this time. Okay. okay, it is a good. It's a coat, but it's not a great coat. Okay, it's a mediocre coat. Anyway, Jack says, you know, Jack then like turns to Joey and is like, like I cannot defend how I acted last night. Mm-hmm. But also like it's hard to balance meeting new friends and mm-hmm. keeping my old ones. And, and like finding out who I am. Right. And Joey, I, I mean, yet again. I know. She's like growing. It's so awesome. Like again, if we get an episode with no Dawson and Joey whatsoever flawless episode i mean great flawless this is a great show i know <laughs> and joey's like you know it doesn't help if the old friends are quick to judge something i don't, they know nothing about so like she even takes like what he was saying even though he did something really fucked up yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like but i also heard you yeah, yeah yeah totally and that is my journey you know yeah um and jack's like yeah but i just need you to keep me from being an ass yeah <laughs> And Joey's like, you know, you just like grow up in this small town thinking you have an open mind, which like back up. Yeah. (laughs) Back up. Wait, what? Yeah. Did Joey. So we're supposed to think Joey thought she had an open mind. (laughs) Seasons one, two, three and four. She has a gay friend, Aaron. (laughs) And a black. And a black father. Uncle. Father. Brother. brother Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law open mind okay yeah okay all right okay Uh just go with it Aaron. okay (laughs) and she's like you know you grow up in a small town thinking you have an open mind and you're ready for anything then you move to the city and you're confronted with that like all of that and like it's just really it can be hard to grow yeah like you know she's like no matter how open-minded you thought you were like you know you there's so much to learn here Mm -hmm. in places like you never even knew existed yeah and she's just kind of like, look, if you need a fraternity, like, we need to learn to accept that. Yeah. And Jack's like, well, but I should be less extreme about it. And, like, it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, they both need to tame themselves down, t- tap it down, you know? Like, right. Joe doesn't need to be, like, they're all meatheads and pieces of trash, you know? Right. Like, 
But like Jack doesn't need to be like, no, they're all great guys, even though that one's trying to date rape Audrey. Like, you know, like they definitely need to like. And I mean, that's my only complaint about this scene is that like it wasn't expressly acknowledged that like there was sexual inappropriateness in this whole situation. Mm -hmm. Like that wasn't flat out said. And like if this were real life, I would want that like really addressed. Yeah. But um. And as a woman in this world, I can't, like, write that off entirely. Totally. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yes, I think it's a really good apology between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And a really good, like, I mean, it feels adult. Yeah, and it's, like, a growth moment for them both and for their friendship. Yeah, and it feels like this show finally, like, you know, kind of, like, starts letting go of high school. And yes. starts letting go of the high schoolness. And, and that feels really authentic. Yeah, because it's, like, who do we want to be without these like baggage of Cape side, the trappings of Cape side. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, this is what we've always wanted, but what does it mean? And that just feels so college. Absolutely. And so 18, you know, totally. So then we go to Pacey, like coming outside the restaurant, Karen's sitting on a bench. Mm-hmm. I have two things. First off, the building that Pacey walks out of is called the cotton exchange. Okay. Which deserves a side eye and like, yeah. Never is it more apparent that this show this is, is shot in the South, south mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. in these certain moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, what fucking L.L. Bean hiking boots is Paisy wearing? Oh, I didn't <laughs> so even see. Please, someone give this man a tennis shoe. Oh, my God. Give him a fucking Converse. A boat give shoe. him a van. Give him I a boat shoe. what's going on. He's in these, like, I mean, he looks like he's going to go fucking trek through the Adirondacks or something. Oh like, what are you wearing, God. sir? <laughs> He's on a fashion journey. Oof, boy. Can't get to the end of that fast enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, sits down with Karen. And she apologizes for what she said. Yeah, it's just like he's like, I would have never guessed we'd be sitting here like this, yeah. you know? And she's just and like, it's part my fault, too. Yeah. But I don't regret it. Right. And Pacey, like... You know, he he kind of forced her to make a decision that she should have made a long time ago, mm-hmm. which I don't love, but okay. And like Pacey's like, well, why don't you like give this a chance? Like you don't have to leave. He asked her to stay. Yeah. For what? Him. Hmm. I mean, if this Pacey's coming up to me, I no. Hmm. <laughs> the answer is no. I will not stay. Yeah. I mean, you lied to me. You were like creepy to me the whole time i knew you yeah you know you just like were and then had no boundaries you i told you i had a boyfriend and you still pursued me and, and kept then when hitting you on found me out who work. my boyfriend was you then you pursued me even harder right and then you had sex with me when i was vulnerable yeah like what about that means why stay. would i stick around for and then low-key you're homeless like this <laughs> is yeah. so like no thank you <laughs> like i'm okay i'm yeah. okay i'm good um and she's like you know i owe myself some like major regrouping and like thank you for like kind of pushing me into that i know but like you know yeah i i'm like i you can't save me yeah she's like no one can save you from yourself yeah you know and i kind of like i wish we could just kind of normalize this of being like i need to get out of here and regroup no i'm not sticking around i'm no 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 yeah no 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 yeah. i'm just gonna hop on this bus and get out of here yeah a cab yeah yeah because pacey's like yeah i would have tried to save you anyway and karen's like yeah i know yeah <laughs> that's that much is clear yes none of the reasons why i'm leaving <laughs> yeah. i'm not sticking around for this 
mm-hmm. intense, intense situation. Totally. You know? And she's like, you should stay at the restaurant because Danny is like, you know, he likes you. He's a good dude. She calls him a good dude. I have mm. problems with that. Yeah. But like he's he likes Pacey and she's like, you know, and you're good there. Yeah. And she gets in the cab and leaves. And I want to say Karen deserved so much better. I totally agree. Like, I liked this character. I think she was really great. She deserved better. I know. Lourdes Benedicto, you're awesome. Yeah. Like, brought so much wonderfulness to Karen. I know. Even, like, though she's kind of this, like, prickly person, I just, like, fucking felt her. Yeah. You understood where she was coming from every moment. Every moment. And I thought she did a great job. And I, like, you deserved better. I totally agree. And Pacey took advantage of her. Yeah. And like, and like, this is it. This is, you know, so this is the second, as we said earlier, the second woman of color. This is her last episode. Mm-hmm. <sighs> For no reason. For, yeah. So we can get more frat dudes in here. <laughs> oh, God. No, thank you. Okay. So we go to Jen and Dawson packing suitcases. And they're like, I guess it's like, we gotta. Yeah, she's like, back to reality, huh? Back to life. <laughs> um, and, and she's like, actually. I want to talk. Yeah. And he's like, okay, let's talk. Yeah. And she's like, I feel awkward. And I think that there's like just too much at stake at stake to let it slide. Like, and you're like, fuck yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> People talking about feelings. <laughs> People are having feelings and then discussing those feelings. Oh my God. And this is true. It's like, uh, I just took your virginity we're we can't not just like not talk together about it. and like are you gonna t- are we gonna what what's happening what just happened and what's the plan yeah like and like i just want to know so i don't have to like deal with this if you want to act like this didn't happen just like we need to talk about you know like anything totally. we just need to talk totally. about this and it's so true they fucking need to talk about this you absolutely know? and she says you know part of me wishes that last night could be this like beautiful memory and yet the other part of me knows that sex changes everything and like i do not want to lose our friendship yeah like we have fucking worked for this i know yeah and dawson to his credit is like first of all you're not going to lose my friendship yeah like that's not even mm-hmm. on the table and she's he's like you know sex might change everything but like not doesn't have to be for the worst yeah and she's like what does that mean mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't understand and he's like I don't know, but I mean, like, if sex changes everything, like, bring it on. Like, it feels right, and I'm, like, kind of willing to explore that. Yeah, he's like, you know, I don't know where this is leading, but, yeah. like, it last night felt right, and, like, this kind of feels right, and Jen smiles at him and is like, all right, like, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I wish we didn't have to leave this weirdo hotel. And Dawson finally does a romantic gesture that I can get behind. I know. He like turns over his suitcase and dumps it out and is like, then let's stay. Yeah. We sh- he's like, we should stay a couple of days. Yeah. He's like, this is the honeymoon suite, right? And she's like, and I guess I'm your girlfriend. Uh. And they kiss and we fade to black. I like know. that's the end. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. I know. I can love it. Oh, my God. And it's so cool because, like, the first time we see an actual conversation of, like, we're together. What happened? What's mm-hmm. going on? Are we together? You know, like, yeah. and especially after Jen had that whole thing with Charlie where he's like, well, we never talked about what was going on and we never were exclusive. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's true. 
But also what we didn't talk about was that you were fucking someone else. And that's the part I'm mad about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, mm-mm, mm-mm. you know, <laughs> yep, yep. no, thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, and like, her, you know, like, again, like she feels safe with him and like he knows that and she knows that. And like they're kind of just putting all their cards on the table and you're just like, fuck, yeah. And having a conversation about like, here is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And like and I think that's what's like. A part of the reason why I've wanted to highlight so much the work that Jen and Dawson yeah. have done is because like the fact that they feel comfortable enough around each other to put those feelings out there mm-hmm. and know that they're not going to like get fucking destroyed. Right. Like that's friendship work. Yes. They can be totally honest with each other and like it doesn't have to devolve into yelling and meanness and then also we don't walk away being like what just happened yeah yeah yeah. Like, <laughs> what what was i supposed to take from that what was that <laughs> that thing where no one said anything actual that's weird you know yeah. or like the thing where the conversation actually should have started where it just ended yeah yeah and it's like you know on the one hand like this kind of comes out of the blue like sure you know, when we first saw this episode, we didn't know that they had dragged along this, like, maybe Joey and Dawson were going to fuck for, like, six Oops, episodes yeah. or something like that. So, like, it, we didn't know it comes out of nowhere. But, like, watching it, like, in a, you know, yeah. you know how it would have aired, you're like, this kind of does come out of nowhere. Sure. But, like, because they have such a connection and a friendship and, like, you've seen, like, him be there for you know during the loss of his father you're like okay i'm going with this yeah and it actually like to me it's like uh, this is a spot in the season where it really clicks and feels right it feels like this is a good you know like last episode this episode like we're getting into a good run of episodes i totally agree you know these are entertaining you know it's soapy team drama but like yeah it's really entertaining it's good nothing is like feels like a slog totally like some of you know and they the keep th- pairing good pairings together and that's the thing right is that there's this way in which i think i don't know like i don't know if i can make a gross generalization about this but mm-hmm. i think that there are certain tv shows that figure out that like some pairings that mm-hmm. you never would have thought about at yeah. the beginning actually work really fucking well. Totally. And like, I think when TV shows lean into that stuff, mm-hmm. I think it's really great. And again, like I said earlier, like I don't want to blame the writers. I don't, I actually don't think it's the writer's fault. I think it was the WB higher ups mm-hmm. fault. And like, this is why someday I want either myself or someone else that has a journalism degree to do an oral history of the WB because like, there's a part of me that thinks like, I think that those network execs had a fucking stranglehold over some of these, particularly right. Dawson's Creek, right, 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 right. which was their flagship was show, their asset, their main asset. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so like, and so what does that do? Mm-hmm. And is some of the, the, are some of the places that we feel frustration is that why? Right. Because the writers weren't who I think, I think the writing team on this show in every iteration was a fucking great writing team. Right. No, totally. I mean, look at what these people have gone on to write. Yeah, They're absolutely. extremely talented people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, and not that extremely talented people don't take wrong turns sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sure. But like, it felt like there was this like strangulation sometimes right. where I'm like, I don't think that's coming from the writers. Yeah, definitely. Because it this doesn't make sense why Dawson always has to be like the lead for joey 
And particularly when, as you've gone through the show, you've seen all of these other people who have great chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you get that they were like, oh, the first season was when we were like the peak, you know? But that's because like then they're after that, so many other shows came. So like you're never going to have that stranglehold of being the only one when you're right, no right. longer the only one. Right, totally. So like, you know, and so they're like, that's what that energy was. And it was like, no, the energy of the success of Dawson's Creek was like all these teens feeling seen. Yep. Feeling heard, feeling like what they were experiencing was true and valid. Mm-hmm. When like our parents are always trying to gaslight us or, you know, be like, when you're older, you'll see or, mm-hmm. or this is just childish or whatever. Like your whole life is like that. And so yeah. when you're like, watching these like real feelings taken seriously you're like that was what the energy was all about um and so it wasn't about joey and dawson it was about that like longingness of wanting to be with someone who just sees you as a friend yeah and who can't relate to that yeah exactly it wasn't about their connection. It was about that like realness. Yeah. Um, and so that's why it always felt so frustrating. It was like, yeah, that was real. And then we found out that they're just total trash for each other. And can we just And then you move captured on? lightning in a bottle again, again. doing it in season three. And like and you just couldn't just let it go. You couldn't let it play out mm-hmm. in a way that felt organic. Yeah. And felt like it gave it gave the characters justice, right? And and stayed true to them, you know. Is it's like you know this show is one where we talk and we're going to keep talking a lot about retconning mm-hmm. and retconning these different situations. And it feels like I think that there are some episodes where it feels like does anybody know what this character is? Because you yes. seem to have like I mean even this story with Karen and Pacey, and there's a part of me that's like I'm happy I'm always happy to see Pacey like kind of portrayed in a little bit of a bad light and like like, learn some lessons about his own you know you know problems that he has yeah his own shit yeah own hero complex he needs to dismantle and like his own way of seeing women and like you know and you know i don't know it's part of his like child to adulthood journey totally like do i find this person to be a mentor and then think he's the greatest person in the whole world or not see people as totally flawed right totally um yeah so this i mean what a great episode yeah uh icing on the cake that it is also the episode that began our friendship Mm -hmm. and um it's you know it's been a great 20 years my friend totally i couldn't agree i wouldn't trade it for the world for real yeah yeah so um so who are you rooting for i'm rooting for I'm rooting for Jen and Dawson. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I, I, you know. It just would be so cool if they could be, like, the couple of this season. I agree. You know? Like, I'm here for it. Yeah, totally. And, like, I'll even suffer through the beginning if the payoff is I get to see this, you know. Yeah. And what see, so far is a great relationship. Totally. Like, I want Jen to, like, have someone love her, mm-hmm. like, romantically, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, want her to, like, have, like, a you know still childish but like healthy relationship i mean look you're 18 like yeah like they're not, still young yeah, like yeah. whatever like it's, you're making you're making mistakes left right and center hell but. yeah but like <laughs> you know you want her to have like you know like a yeah you want her to have like a pacey and andy a pacey and joey like that those kind of like 
key romance stories of of Dawson's Creek, mm-hmm. not just be like Henry, fuck this guy, yeah, you know, Charlie, yeah, Chris Wolf, Ugh. you know, um, Cliff, Cliff. Like, I mean, Cliff was the best out of. How's Cliff the best out of I all know, those people? Yeah, and it's like Ugh. he was so boring. Yeah, and even Dawson time one, like just slut shames her mm-hmm. and is like totally wild to her. Yeah, like she doesn't need that shit. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let Jen live. Jesus I Christ. Know. And then and then Dawson round two was just like trying to fuck her to get back at Joey. Right. So Ugh. I'm here for this. I'm excited same okay so for our listener corner this is from nikki i've been enjoying your conversations around the greek system with jack's story season five storyline and wanted to write in with my own experience i went to a small east coast liberal arts college with a handful of sororities and fraternities on campus Mm. in media the greek system is almost exclusively portrayed as a collection of airheads sororities and lax bros fraternities but we rarely see the flip side of being a member of these organizations there are academic community service and and philanthropy and programming requirements at both the national and school levels it's a ton of work my experience was also a little different because i joined a multicultural greek organization with a focus on social justice and promoting diversity so we also had to have a certain number of quote diversity hours each semester the perspective of multicultural organizations as well as the divine nine the original black fraternities and sororities Mm. is that once you are a brother or sister you're always a part of that organization that's why you still see kamala harris own and rep being a sister of alpha kappa alpha Mm -hmm. my sorority had a postgraduate program where you can continue to be involved after college some women even join the sorority as adults and go through a full intake process while managing their work and family life This was something I did for about five years after school with many of the same community service, diversity, and philanthropy requirements. I had the opportunity to hold national leadership roles and manage programming for the Northeast region during that time. I know that Greeks... The Greek system is problematic, and I never thought that I would be part of it myself. I wasn't comfortable with any of the traditional sororities on our campus and never went to a fraternity party. I found a home in my organization because it was smaller and had people who were passionate about things that mattered to me, too. While it may have been impossible to find that community outside of the Greek system, I will forever be grateful for the outlet and learning platform that my organization gave me. Awesome. Sorry, I'm sorry. What was this person's name again? Nikki. Nikki. That's so awesome, Nikki. Thank you so much for writing that mm-hmm. in because like I agree. It, I've had some friends who were part of the Greek system that had like a similar experience where it was just like super positive. Yeah. You know, none of this like rape culture nonsense mm-hmm. that we just see portrayed in media constantly. And I think like that's part of the problem is that like this is a much more complicated conversation Mm -hmm. than what we we sort of are willing to give it in medium. And like, I think, I think it's interesting because like a show, a show, it's an easy shorthand, Mm -hmm. right? You say frat boy, I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, You say sorority girl, I kind of know, I have like a, a, I know what you're talking about. And I like, think that it's a much more complicated situation than that. And like I, one of my really good friends went to school in Washington, DC at a small 
college there. And she was like, you have to be a part of a sorority or fraternity. It's like, that's like the, you know, like, you just like don't meet anyone if you don't. And so she was a part of one. And like, it's, that's wild for me to think because she's like, so not like Mm -hmm. a stereotype of a sorority girl. Mm -hmm. But like, I totally think that it's, I think it's like a failure of like media representation Hmm. and a failure of like us having like a more complicated conversation about like the good things and particularly like the divine nine, Mm. like, you know, I think those are really fascinating and I love reading. I read a book called, uh, all boys aren't blue by George M. Johnson. I think his name is, I'm sorry if I got that a little wrong. It's that's close. Mm -hmm. Um, but he talks about being a part of a black fraternity mm-hmm. and like, I, I was like, I've ne- like, I'm fucking, I think I was like maybe 36 when I read that book. And I was like, I've literally never heard this perspective before. Mm. And that's like a problem. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And like, and I'm a person who reads a lot and reads a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, voices that look nothing like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, you know, the fact that I've not really heard a lot of this before mm-hmm. is like problem. You know, it's like Drumline is the closest that I get mm. watching the movie Drumline. Well, they, don't they have a, college. a plot point in that movie Road Trip about Black Fraternity? I don't think I've ever seen Road Trip. Oh, okay. It's on the theaters. Is that with Michelle Trachtenberg? Is she in that movie? No, that's Euro Trip. Oh, <laughs> I think I did see that one. Yeah, this one. I think it might have Tom Green in it. Oh, oh, maybe I saw it, but I think I was drunk. I was Mm, in college. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, like, I definitely know, like, most people, everyone I know that was in a frat or sorority had a good experience. (laughs) So, like, I know that that exists, but I think I just want to, like, pluck out a few things that you said. And then that is, like, also part of the common narrative is that, like, that was the only choice Mm. and I think that's like the larger issue or where my perspective comes from about just being like no the perspective should be you are the sum of your weakest link you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. if you're gonna accept rape culture in in order to like have that be your only option like to me that's like well there's an easy fix don't have that and create a a new system is there a better system yeah like you know like it's like okay like that doesn't make any sense to me like we're just gonna keep these like legacies of white supremacy and like patriarchy in order because that's the quote only option it's like well that's the only option in order to uphold those systems Hmm. you know and like of course i think all there are good to a lot of community organizations without a doubt Mm -hmm. including building community the main thing that is so important and like we see like you know we saw very acutely during the pandemic like a real breakdown of community just like on a local small level personal levels Mm. you know and just like how there is a real problem we're having in our society where like you know people don't get vaccines because of their community and what they like might be told from their leaders like church leaders or whatever and or sean hannity yeah yeah, or like yes like you know they're they're whatever mouthpieces you know and how like you know like that to me personally feels like if you have to seek community in that place it's because it feels like the only option instead of finding one that like can still make you feel safe but like have you know truth in it (laughs) well and and why is it that you know why why can't we have organizations that 
do that provide that kind of community yeah like i mean i i know that i want you i want people to have that community yeah and i college is really hard like if you come from any world you know you're Mm -hmm. it's a totally different experience on top of that like you know our college what had like 20 17,000 20,000 people i don't know i think 30 okay well it's still like set between 17 and 30 Mm mm-hmm a lot of people we went to school with their town was smaller than that so yes. like it's easy to get lost it's very scary like you know and so like we've created these like this one way to build community or maybe two like with sports and then mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know quote greek life or whatever and like i think that that's fine but i just personally want to have more choices and more options sure and more ways in which like you could then have if you have more options then we could eliminate the shitty parts of the greek life (laughs) because then if your school has a problem you'd be like we don't have greek like it anymore we only have these other clubs or these other community organizations yeah how do we other options yeah so the question is how do we reimagine Mm -hmm. you know community and i think it doesn't necessarily have to be tied to a fraternity or sorority but well, there, I mean, obviously, it all comes down to money. <laughs> well, right, but there do have to be clubs of mm-hmm. some kind yeah, so yeah, that yeah, people totally. can help build through that community. Yeah, and like, definitely. And you know, I I'm a music kid, and, and I was always in music, so like there was a community already there. Yeah, right. And I think at Berkeley they had like the band, like Ferority. Yeah, what was it? Telefson Hall. The co-op. it was called Telefson Hall. But yeah, I, most of my friends, all of my friends who went to Berkeley lived in that. And like in Santa Cruz, we didn't have Greek really but we had like the ski and snowboard club and they had, we had like, co-ops too yeah and they had like their own house that was like a converted church and you yeah. go to like parties there that was oh, like yeah. the closest thing to like a reimagined a yeah. greek life you know yeah. but it wasn't like yeah it, it, like that was like the closest thing that we had which i always felt like was like oh you could just have the same thing without it being participating and potentially having your funds cover up for rape culture sure you know and i guess that's the that's the problematic part right Mm -hmm. is the the funding part of it and the part of it that covers those things up Mm -hmm. and that like getting out from underneath that part of the culture and like not to say that you know anyone's individual fraternity or sorority is like guilty of this i think Mm -hmm. it's like it's a it's a macro problem and i think of course there are there are individual chapters or individual sort of like fraternities or sororities that yeah do. are not a yeah, pro- yeah are not part of this problem totally yeah so interesting that's really interesting i think that's an interesting conversation to have too um and i think like community building in college because i do feel like our college like there were parts of it that i think was lacking in community building totally where like if you didn't live in the dorms, I don't know how you made friends. Well, yeah. my co- So I actually have one answer to this because my cousin lived, you know, at my mm-hmm. parents' house when he was at UC Santa Cruz after I was there. Um, and he wrote for Fish Rap Live. Mm-hmm. He wrote for the, the school newspaper. Right. Or maybe he wrote for the other one. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He wrote for one of the new- two newspapers. Mm-hmm. And so they, like, had their little newspaper club. Right. You know? You have to find things like that. And, like, not everyone's good at that. At right. seeking that out. Yeah, totally. Or so. has the time to add, like, a whole other thing yeah, on sure. top of it, you know? A whole other, you know, job or work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Interesting. Yeah, super That's fascinating. That's an interesting conversation. Yeah. You know, but. Thanks for writing in. Yeah, Nikki. 
Nikki, right? Yes. Yeah, Nikki. that that's really and I love hearing that experience and I I do think like we need to hear those experiences too. Mm-hmm. No, and I think these are all part of like the larger conversations of like personally I didn't have that experience. However, it exists. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like like I've my experience in a sorority was amazing you know it sounds like her yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Experience that sounds was like an amazing, amazing. sorority sounds yeah. awesome yeah. you know but like then just like you know and i think these are part of the larger conversations as well is like you know the individual construct is problematic when we sure. talk about communities and societies you know like the thought that like we were going to individually be covid is like totally wild. false and wild you know um and and you know uh, also indicative of like the larger like breakdowns of communities mm-hmm. um and so you know how do we find a way to still maintain our you know individualism because we're, you know, I mean, we're American, we're American so. after all, so uh, we're not fixing that problem. Yeah. Anytime soon. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, while still like keeping an eye on like a global community, a human community, uh, you know, city of Los, city Angeles. Of Los Angeles. Yeah. Whatever. Our, yeah. Like intersections of community mm-hmm. um, and understanding that like, you know, individualism isn't going to save us from climate change, isn't going to save us from an earthquake, isn't going to save us from a lot of things, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, super totally. fascinating. And I like I like this storytelling for Jack. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think it's super fascinating, you know? Me too. And I think the story goes really interesting places. So yeah, and I'm excited to keep talking about it. It's funny to have the queer kid be the frat guy. Yeah, I do wish, like, I do wish there was more in that scene where he gets called a lady because uh-huh. there's some things that go over Kersmith's face where I'm like, Ooh, I would like that explored more mm-hmm. like that. Like he has to like, like as a woman who hasn't been in that position where something gets said and you're like, is this when I say it? I know. Is this when I call everyone out? Totally. Or do I let this one slide? Yeah. Like who, <sighs> Yeah, no, and it's like even when they're like, everyone's gonna get laid tonight. Like, you know, is that Christmas? Is like, or you know, Jack that. is like, is this when I say? How about me? Do I get laid? I want to get laid. Are you cool with that? Yeah. Like, you know, like can we just like confront like how you might feel about this or I don't know. Totally. Whatever. Um. Anyways, so yeah, it's it's a, it's a really interesting storyline we're totally. seeing, and that's why I don't know. Maybe we're gonna reimagine season five, and we're gonna be like, maybe it's like a good season. <laughs> that's my argument <laughs> we're gonna see so far so good i uh, mean the for uh, the dawson and joey of it all i could do without but i know but like it's made up, it's been made up for i think i, I kind of think so yeah yeah um and it just also it makes the joe the jen dawson so much better yeah, to watch it does because you're like Ooh. oh my god thank you it's like you. a breath of fresh air I know. so you're just like so thirsty for like mm-hmm. you know dawson and anyone else um okay so this is for um not a girl not yet a woman mm-hmm. hashtag, hashtag free, free Britney, Britney, which maybe seems like it's soon, in the works but like i don't trust that guy for a second yep. so and i also don't like 
my understanding of this is not how that works. But anyways, <laughs> um, anyways, this is from Jenny. Mm. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the transformation of Joey's character throughout the series, most notably season four and five. In my opinion, her personality changes significantly by the time she gets to college. When Dawson is the protagonist, she's snarky, spunky, slinging insults and making fun of everyone and everything. When she's the protagonist, at least in season five, she's often earnest and sometimes even meek. I'm curious if you think this is a true character transformation based on Joey's experiences, or would you attribute it more to the writers changing the tone of the show as Joey becomes the protagonist of the show? Um, And then my addition is like, like, I can't tell if like this is part of the writer showing her journey to becoming a woman. Mm. I have like a myriad of thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. That's some of which contradict each other. Okay. I think partially it's season five and a lot of these actors do seem to be phoning it in. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they were pretty over it. Mm -hmm. Um, Katie Holmes included. Mm. And I think that she, I think that decisions that we see some of these actors make start to make less sense. Mm. Um, So I think like, I mean, it's not all Katie Holmes's fault, but I think that there's a way in which you can sense her kind of losing the character of Joey. Yeah. Where like, and and actually I would, it's hard because I I don't want to give spoilers, but I do think the beginning of season six, we, we see spunky Joey come back a little bit and I Uh actually fucking love the beginning of season six. Okay. Because I also think we see Jen and Dawson still be authentic to their characters and the acting of James and Michelle is still like good. Yeah. 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 I mean, Michelle Williams can phone it in and I know, you know, be great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and but also I think James Vanderbeek was fucking over it too. Right. You know what I mean? And but he's so, like, still slaying in these past couple of episodes. In these episodes. past couple of episodes, yeah. I mean, like, if we look forward, I think that that becomes murkier. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, so I think that there's a way in which you can feel them sort of tire of these characters after five seasons, mm-hmm. which is, like, kind of understandable. Although mm-hmm. then I look at, like, you know, Ellen Pompeo has been on Grey's Anatomy for 150 years and yeah. she's, like, fine she you know totally she knows what she's doing right but like but there's also this this part of me that thinks that like that they yeah that i mean i know we've said it before and kate i think kate is the one that brought this up that sort of like as as people become the protagonists on this show Mm -hmm. they lose some of the edge like Mm -hmm. like we're like the thing that I love about Dawson in this episode is that like we see things. Mm-hmm. It's not just implied. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just like say, well, you know what I'm feeling. It's like, no, he tells us what he's feeling. Yeah. And so there's this way in which I feel like sometimes they don't allow the the center of the show to be complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, that's always going to be detrimental to a show mm-hmm. because all of the characters have to be complicated. Right. To make a show good. I don't care what show I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe a cartoon for kids doesn't have to be complicated. <laughs> totally. But, like, but are you going to watch that? <laughs> right. <laughs> but as Renny Stimpy taught us, if you do make it complicated, then mm-hmm. adults will also watch mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. I mean, I think, like, 
I think Joey's character, it's interesting because I see glimpses of the greatness of Joey Potter Mm. in season five. And I do think that like, I think that in a couple of episodes, like she gets fun. Yeah. Like she has some fun episodes Mm -hmm. where I'm like, yeah, I fucking love fun Joey. Right. And like, I'm here for that. Right. But you know, yeah, I think she goes through and, and there's a part of me that wishes it would had been explored more that like, this is like a poor kid I know. going to a fucking Ivy League school. And mm-hmm. that is like, there are going to be complications with roadblocks, complications, totally. like weird feelings. And I feel like we kind of edge towards it, but then, but it never digs deep down into it. And I would really like, actually really like that. And I think maybe that's part of the problem. Right. Is that like, I, <laughs> There's a part of me that thinks that in this way, like Dawson's Creek, like edges along being this like truly like radical show mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, we're going to send a poor kid to the Ivy leagues and like, let's show you how fucked up Ivy league life is. I know. And like, and like they got pulled back a little bit, like things got pulled back of like, well, you can't really show that. Like we can't put right. this on TV or something. And, and so, I mean, that's like literally the thesis of our book is like I know. This, this edges on being an actually radical show. Yeah, yeah. And and there are moments when it truly achieves it. Totally. And you can't tell there's like too many cooks in the kitchen being like, well, but this is a show about Dawson and Joey right. or like this is a show about like, you know, Dawson being a filmmaker or, or whatever, whatever the, you know, person who like feels like didn't watch the show is giving <laughs> notes on, right. you know, Um I think, like, it is hard because, like, you know, Joey is so angry in the beginning. And, you know, she kind of loses it, her anger, when she meets Pacey. And I think that's part of her journey. Or, like, not when she meets him, when they stay in season four. Of, like, she Who pushes, am I without this? Yeah, and I think she, yeah, because I think she pushes people away because she doesn't want them to leave, mm-hmm. and so she uses anger to do that. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> and so once she like falls like deeply, intensely in love in this way that she never thought she would have or feel, mm. she kind of like let that like anger go, um, and like you know like then we saw like all of her other hot messes <laughs> that were like sure. brewing about, you know, like her lying and her prioritizing Dawson um, and stuff like that, which like caused the end of her relationship with, with Pacey amongst like Pacey's own, you know, mm-hmm. drama. Yep. Um, so like, I do kind of feel like this is a, a fair trajectory but because like we don't get like just a more well-rounded storytelling like and we end up season four of like her kissing Dawson and then we're like what the fuck we have to <laughs> we don't know what's going on we don't really like we just now get her being like you know I thought I was open-minded and I came here and I'm not you know mm-hmm. and like I don't want to be so judgmental and like all of these things that are t- totally authentic 18 year old like totally expanding your worldview feelings but then they always have to be like and then I might fuck my professor you know yeah and you're like (sighs) like it's hard because like the thing with season three is that it's all the relationship is all Pacey and Joey and like you don't care about the like one relationship a season is enough 
for yeah. the romance. And I, I don't know. They kind of want to be like, no, they all need to be like, you know, in these like situations. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's like an authenticity to like people hooking up with each other in college or totally. hooking up with other people in college. And there's yeah. a part of me that's like, okay, like show me that. Right. And show me like, there's a part of me that's like, show and me a Joey that hooks up with a rando mm-hmm. and, and like, like has, has to, to like, like dismantle her, like, you know, thinking that that's a slut move. Yeah. Like, I'm into that. Totally. I, I mean, because like, who hasn't gotten, yeah. you know, like, totally gotten carried away at a party and like Mm -hmm. been like well and then i hooked up with that guy guy. yeah Yeah, exactly um and like so so i I, there's a part of me that does wish that we saw some of that and Mm -hmm. some of like and i think that's what some of what challenges your your own sort of like thoughts about yourself is when you do something where you're like this isn't something i would do and then you're like but it's something that i did do so i know i guess maybe it is and like i feel like that's a real 18 year old thing yeah totally you know and it's hard like i definitely think she becomes like meek and earnest and like i even felt like in this episode you saw moments where like she overhears jack being wild. wild And she just leaves instead of saying anything. And, like, he chases her down and they talk about it. And, like, she does, like, we see, yeah. like, her character there. She fights there. back a little bit, yeah. But, like, I was kind of stunned that she she just walks away from that. Yeah. You know? And, like, I did feel like that was a little bit, like, out of her character. Yeah. To, yeah. to not be, like... What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And, like, what did you just say? Yeah. yeah. Um, that kind of felt wild to me. Um. And, like, yeah, it's hard to say because they're trying to be, like, she's not little Joey Potter anymore. But then, mm. like, the, you know, woman or adult <laughs> Joey is, like, this kind of, like, more meek person mm-hmm. and, like, this. Um, and there's a part of me that, like, wishes that what we saw was, like, being the poor kid at an Ivy mm-hmm. League or being a person who thinks that she's not as smart as these other people right. or thinks that she doesn't have what it takes right like that that's what's what's working on i her. know and i feel like in seasons one through four we see joey be really driven and we don't see any drive i don't think not as much yeah yeah I mean, she's in this class with, like, last episode when she was, like, hunting down the, like, things about Rose Lazar, there was, like, some drive there. But, like, Mm. I hear you. Like, it's not as, it's not as, like. Because even the whole storyline with Professor Wilder, it, like, stems from her getting a C and not wanting to be in that class, which, like, I don't think is in her character. Yeah. I think she would be, like. Oh, shit. What do I do? I need to do extra credit. I need to, like, do whatever it takes to get an A, you know um so like that is super fascinating to me as like Mm -hmm. what are we supposed to take away from these new developments and since we don't hear her opinion or her feelings and we kind of haven't yeah (laughs) ever it's hard to really know but somehow she's like been you know catapulted into the main character and Mm -hmm. we're like i don't know okay like she at this point like her and pacey interestingly are the ones i care about the least yeah you know, which, like, if you had asked me that, like, in season three, I couldn't imagine saying that. Right. You no, know? but I agree with you. Yeah, totally. I agree with you. And my thing is, like, there's a part of me that wishes we had sunk into just being an ensemble show. <sighs> Can you imagine? And not having a lead. Can you imagine? Yeah. This is, I mean, 
I think this show is at its best when it isn't when it functions as an ensemble show. I totally agree with you. I mean, look at this episode. Right. It's a this is an ensemble episode. Yeah, totally. And that's why it's so good. And last episode was an ensemble episode. I know. I totally agree with you. Yeah. So so good. Cool. cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you all for being here. Mm-hmm. You know, like we haven't got any bad news this week, so things <laughs> you are... just jinxed it, Aaron. I know. <laughs> Friday is gonna suck. So maybe things are looking up. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess we have the recall before this episode comes out. So. Oh, so so maybe so maybe we'll have some. Oh God! I can't think don't about even that. think about that. I can't even think about no, that. No, no. Um, so you know, just if you're in California, make sure I hope you turn in your vote, ballot by the 14th. Your ballot, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if you, whatever, it's so fucking fucking stupid. Wild time to be alive. Um, can we all just say Republicans are not monetarily conservative? Ooh. <laughs> <Like, laughs> let's just say that. And if anyone tries to gaslight you and say they are, just say no. Yeah, they're not. Just say no, like yep. that other wild Republican woman said. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, Nancy Reagan, for those keeping count, <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Sorry, that got me. <laughs> okay, you have to finish because I'm crying. Now. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god so we hope you're staying safe just keeping your head up you know i don't know we're doing this fall (laughs) apparently it's happening um you know uh black lives matter defund the police stop asian hate let's honor our treaties end line three Mm. um what a time to be alive man you can find us on instagram and twitter at dawson's critique you can email us dawson's critique at gmail.com uh we want to shout our boy Kilia for writing our theme song or making our theme song you can find him on instagram at go freaking crazy um we just dropped a interview with him on our patreon so if you want to hear that you can go to our patreon patreon.com slash dawson's critique um we're gonna also have a little debrief of this episode coming in a few days over on our patreon we hope you like that um you can follow my finsta at aaron.hensley you know we got capitalism we got merch bit.ly <laughs> slash dawson's critique capitalism corner capitalism corner over here <laughs> okay uh we got some new merch did you see that mm-hmm, i did um, i got a i got a free books make me giddy uh <laughs> yeah bag. and i put some other new merch up there the pillow <laughs> oh the pillows oh yeah i know i, I launched a, i launched a house are men necessary like i might need that pillow. i know <laughs> someone bought it i mean people have bought it who if you bought it fucking slip into my dms i know seriously i've already put a call out like (laughs) i need to see that fucking photo yeah um someone also bought a onesie that says love is the hardest of woods i mean like i need to see that baby yeah Um, you're doing parenting right whoever you are and or aunt yeah aunt or uncle seriously um and then you can buy our book i remember everything life lessons from dawson's creek available wherever you get your books okay let's do um Shit, I didn't even think of one. The Bookworm of Edwards, which is in Edwards, Colorado, hmm. uh, and about t- two hours west of 
um, Denver in oh, the cool. up in the Rockies. Yeah, uh, you can get uh, our book on their website, or cool. um, call them and chat with them, or go to Edwards, Colorado, if you are either a summer or a skier mm-hmm. um, in those kinds of mountain areas. Um, please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you so much to those of you who have. We really appreciate the, that. It helps us immensely when you do that. You can find me online at Pesty1079. As I said, if you bought that pillow, slip into my DMs. So we, we <laughs> we'll chat. Um, um, and uh, let's see. <laughs> thank you for listening to us. Um, I'm going to send us off with an Italian saluti because this was the episode that started our friendship yeah and cheers. to me that's the most important seriously cheers cheers i don't want to wait for our lives to be over i want to go right now